Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Holy shit, Christmas is in two days. It is December 23rd, 7.55 a.m. Eastern Time. We're bringing you an episode because we're that, just that dedicated. We're not taking a week off for Christmas. We just took two <laughs> months off a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sometimes it's tough to fit it in, but... We managed to do it, and we'll keep doing... What? Does that make sense? <laughs> I, I will say, though, it's not like I'm doing much else at 7.56 now on a Saturday morning. I mean, so. don't get me wrong. I would love to stay in bed for a couple minutes longer, but you do what we got to do. Yeah, we have Christmas this weekend, New Year's next weekend, so we're going to have our last show of 2017 uh, later in the week, but we also have some content planned in between and an episode dropping on the 1st of January as well. Uh, for all you guys out there that like interviews. So we have like a crazy amount of content coming your way uh, soon enough. And you can catch up with all of that on our Instagram, which is at We Podcast and We Know Things, or our Twitter, which is at We Pod and We Know, our Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash We Podcast and We Know Things, or just type in We Podcast and We Know Things in the search bar. Uh, and then whatever, whatever you're listening to on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you use to get your audible goodness, please go ahead and hit the follow or subscribe button. It helps keep the lights on. Uh, but again, it's that time of year where we reflect and we look back on everything that has happened and what got us here over the past year and a half now since we've started doing the show. And I was overcome with nostalgia and emotion and just pure joy the other day where I decided to just throw something out there on facebook <laughs> yeah you did because I, I had no idea it was coming yeah I, and i want to read that to everybody in case we're not uh personal friends on facebook and you're just a, a listener of the show i wrote this wednesday afternoon at 3 36 p.m and it goes a little something a little the like story this. goes <laughs> <laughs> back in july i randomly shot a direct message on instagram to Sergio of the early november congratulating him on doing a solo record Four days later, he replied back that my comments, quote, meant the world, unquote, to him, and he'd absolutely love to do an interview with us for our podcast. Sam and I literally could not believe it, given how much we love that band. The interview was a dream come true. The next month, I did the same with a wonderful Michigan band, Beta Camp, who said they'd, quote, love to do this, unquote, in reference to an interview. I remember thinking about all about how all the hours of production, editing, gathering notes for the show, recording at 8 a.m. on Saturdays that we do for this podcast, we don't even make a dime doing, was all worth it just for these experiences. In fact, we pay X amount a year just to have all of our episodes available to you guys and girls to listen to on demand because we just lo- love doing the show so damn much every single week. Now we're over 3,000 listeners have been doing it for a year and a half, and I have never been as proud of our show as I have been since that day back in July when I reached out to someone we simply respect, and it all changed from there. Fast forward to today, and we now have also interviewed one of our lead, uh, favorite lead singers of all time, Danny Stevens of The Audition, one of the most talented actors in Hollywood, Jonathan Sheck of That Thing You Do, Ray Donovan, and DC Legends of Tomorrow. We also have the following people lined up for interviews in the coming months. Nigel Bach, an independent filmmaker whose films are available on Amazon Prime, which, by the way, he's on today's episode. Uh, Joe Rio, lead singer of Hidden in Plain View. That'll be on Tuesday, the 26th. Don Maggi, lead singer and guitarist of Vent. 
Ace Enders, lead singer and guitarist of the early November, Nick Bruzzesi, singer and guitarist of Man Overboard, and one of my all-time favorite stand-up comedians that I will be announcing in the coming months. And all because of that one DM to Surge back in July that gave us the confidence to get ourselves out there to the masses. To say that I'm proud of our podcast would be an understatement, both from where we started in episode one to where we are over 70 episodes later, including the bonuses. And to say that I'm thankful to each and every one of you that ever listened to a second of We Podcast and We Know Things well. Thank you would not be enough. I could not even care less that we don't make money doing this show. We do it because we love bringing it to you and line up guests that you can all appreciate and enjoy. So many of our dreams have already come true because of this podcast, and we truly thank you for coming along for the ride, all 3,000 plus of you. The best is truly yet to come. Well said, my friend. I mean, well, shit, what more can I say after that? Well, we do have a ton of... Coming up on this episode, not only is it a jam-packed episode, we have our top three worst things we have either played or watched or heard this year. Um, that's going to be an interesting list. I'm very excited yeah, I, for that. I have no idea what you got coming. To say the least. We're going to have Sean Carcitti coming on the show for a Last Jedi spoiler cast uh, in just a little bit. So that's going to be coming within the next half hour of the episode. We'll timestamp that in the notes. Um, also, later on at the end of the episode, I'm going to be joined by Ryan Cunningham as we do an interview with Nigel Bach, aforementioned Nigel Bach, who is a fantastic filmmaker whose films are available, uh, the Bad Ben trilogy on um, Amazon Prime. So we're really looking forward to that. And just a reminder, Jonathan Sheck, the interview we did last week, will be available January 1st as a 15-minute bonus episode uh, for you guys. Uh, we can't release it until January we 1st. We got a little extra time with him. <laughs> we do. We got a little extra time. Uh, we were told 10. I got 12. I'm happy. Uh, you got to take what you can get. Yeah, so we're very excited about how that turned out. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to share it with you all. It's been sitting in my hard drive, and I'm just like, I want to get it out there. I want to get it out I know there. You, I, shit, I want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was five days ago. It was on this past Monday. Um, two weeks is whatever. I'll wait the, I'll wait the time because I know it's going to be worth it. And then again, this coming Tuesday, the 26th, coming from the Sterling Pig uh, Brewery in Media, Pennsylvania, we'll be sitting down, the two of us, uh, for as long as he'll have us, Joe Rio from Hidden in Plainview, and I'm, I'm to say I'm giddy yeah. is an understatement. Dean, knowing you, it'll be an emotional experience. F you. <laughs> uh, so we got five people on today's yeah. show. Me, Sam, Ryan Cunningham, Sean Carcitti, Nigel Bach. I know... Ashley's going to want to be a part of that Nigel Bach interview. She likes him, too. So she's going to want to sit in on it. She's probably going to talk. She might come down for coffee. Why not? We're probably going to have six people total on this show today, which is by far the most we've ever had. We're jam-packed today. Yeah. It's it's a special episode 70 gift for everybody. We also have our trivia. Um, Then we have – we're getting to our top three pretty early. We have the movie section, TV, then gaming, and then guess what? A little bit of comic news. And a little bit of tech news today, so we have everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything today. All capped off by the pick of the week, and then at the end of the episode, again, we'll be time-stamped, but the Nigel Bach interview. So, Sam, let's do trivia, Okay. then our top three. It is 2 to 1.5. Sam is ahead in our battle to 11, win by 2. Get the question right right away. It's one point, multiple choices, a half point. Go ahead. So, let me start us off. So, I'm going to give you... You, you, just, you don't get a half point. You get. I hate when he does this. No, because I, I think you'll like this. It's either zero or one. That's bullshit. But that's fine. I'm down by half point. He doesn't want me. That's fine. I want him to stay the same or take the lead. <laughs> he deserves this. When did the original Dungeons and Dragons come out? 50s, A, B, 60s, C, 70s, D, 80s. But why wouldn't I be able to just guess that? Well, I guess you want like specific years. I just figured I'd give you. They're just decades. Oh, I hate you with the right decade. Make it easy. Uh, the 50s. 
Final answer? No. Oh. Sure. Final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. 60s? 1974. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, all right, Sam. <laughs> Try to help him out. All right, Sam. Uh, I'm gonna since you're gonna play dirty, I'm gonna give you your question, and I'm never gonna give you choices. You have to just get it. Perfect. Since we're gonna be in that, since we're playing that game, you you know this one though. I know you do. Okay. Luke Cage adopted a comic book hero name during the '70s until it was dropped when he united with Iron Fist as the Heroes for Hire. What was his nickname? Power Man. Correct. Oh, I, I don't know if that was a trick question or not. No, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. All right, that was pretty easy. Yeah. So Sam is now up three to one point five. <laughs> so he has doubled me. He's heating up. Well, when you keep <laughs> giving me stupid weeks. questions that I can't get. <laughs> All right, Sam. It was, a, it was a topic coming up. I figured I'd keep it on. You know, back the way I always do it. Yep. Sure. Is a topic Dungeons and Dragons topic today? I thought you had that in the movie news. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, we'll you, get there. You, you get there then. That's perfectly fine. Uh, this is going to be our top three worst things we've seen, played, or heard this year. Sam, I'll let you start off with your number three. My number three. I mean, I, it sucks because it was a game that you know we were we were looking forward to. You know, we got it, blah blah blah, and then they decided to make another version, Pokemon Ultra Sun or Moon. I, me playing it, it feels like it, it's a chore. And I hate when that, that shit happens because I just get pissed and I get bored of it. And then I just, I wind up selling it. I just find myself going through the motions. I'm slamming that A button. It's the same shit that I already had to walk through. And I got to do it all goddamn again. And do it all the weak Pokemon, all this crap. To be honest, I didn't even play in this last week. You yeah. can tell by the tone of my voice. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just, the end game is the differentiator and the beginning of the game it just doesn't do enough to to separate itself from Sun and Moon which was just last year. If they gave yeah. us an extra year in between, it might have been a little better, but I agree that was going to be my number 3 until about 72 hours ago when a couple other things overtook it on the list. I uh, I told you, man, I haven't played it in t- at least 2 weeks. Yeah. It's very disappointing. It is. Uh, Cuz it's the same formula. Yep. And it's I, the same game. Yeah. So far I didn't see anything different. And I'm not I'm not that big into the franchise that I care enough about the end what? game. Like the story. Oh, I care okay. about the okay. mechanics. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. I like the show kinda. But you know, I don't really watch the show regularly. I don't I mean if it, again it's a game that came out on three D S eight months after the Nintendo Switch came out. Yeah. You know how my feelings yeah. are about that. We all know where you stand. Uh speaking of the Nintendo Switch, my number three <gasps> <laughs> my number three is the first game I ever bought for the Nintendo Switch, and I technically bought it before I got the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it is 1-2 Switch, and it is simply because it was a $60 game. It's now down to 40 or 50 but it was a $60 game that 100% should have been a pack-in. And, and you said this from day one, I believe. Yeah, it should have been a pack-in title. This mm. is a game that never, ever should have been purchased on its own. It's got... It's the first time you turn it on. It's a decent showcase of what the Joy-Con can do. It's a decent showcase of motion controls in 2017. It's got some fun mini games. A, yeah. a lot of really good mini games. Fake Draw, uh, Ping Pong Baseball, Unlocking the Treasure Chest, the thing where you gotta rotate it. It's a lot of fun the first time you play it. Yeah. And then any other time somebody comes over for the first time, <laughs> it's really fun to show them. Yeah. It's like the intro to Switch, and then that's it. I have not played it since I showed my nephew. Uh, on Easter. 
Jeez. So, so that's sixty dollars down the drain. And it, I mean, it got me a Switch game. I had some fun with it. You know, it's sitting over there. I don't trade but games $60 in, but, worth? but it's not sixty dollars okay. worth of a game. It's the worst game based off of value that I've played this year. Oh, I'm surprised to hear something Switch be on the worst it, it, of the top. And three. even if you call it playing, yeah. you don't really play that game. Yeah. You just kind of experience yeah. it. I got you I just what you're do. Saying. You know, I'm just I'm just shocked to hear you. You know, Nintendo Switch on there. So okay, I'll take it. My number two, I'm kind of sad to say because I was really hoping for something better than this, was the Mummy, the the, the nice. movie, the movie nice. with Tom Cruise. Yeah, obviously we know that it was supposed to set up this dark universe, and you know we had Johnny Depp as somebody. It was supposed to be Frankenstein's wife and. Um, Mummy was Tom Cruise, and what the hell is his name? Russell Crowe was uh, Dr. Jekyll, which I, I kind of thought was probably like, the best part there was his little part as Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was just kind of a letdown. You, you were kind of hoping Tom Cruise would pick or do a better project than that, and it was just kind of a letdown. It sucks, so sad to say it's my number two. I'm not going to go into depth into either one of these last two because, spoiler alert, We'll be talking about some. Ooh, My number two is Gunpowder. Oh, no. On HBO. It was on BBC before HBO picked it up. Kit Harrington, <coughs> you know, Jon Snow of Game of Thrones. No. Liv Tyler, my I didn't see it yet. childhood You're crush. You're not giving me good things. I will not give you spoilers. Um, and I will give you my impressions when we get to the television section. But to say I was let down and bored is an understatement. Oh man, that sucks. Like considering, like before we went on, I was like, I, sh- I got to see Gunpowder. I still got to see the the Bright movie. Oh shit. Yeah. And I have an idea now. So great. My number one. It's I still cannot believe this show still exists. Is Fear the Walking Dead. It, it's 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 absolute garbage. It's the worst thing on television. I love it. It's 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 the worst thing on television. I was expecting The Walking Dead and Fear. The no, Walking no, Dead. no. This just the fear deserves its own number one space. I mean, I I still can't believe people watch it. It's it's the slowest and worst show I've ever seen. That, ever, play, not play, even in twenty seventeen. Just, just plain and just simple, flat out ever. Period. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, my number one combined with the hype around my excitement for this project and for the cast and for is it bright the, and for the premise. <laughs> Uh, Bright is my number one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I had I, it's a two hour movie. I'm so pissed right it's now. It's a two hour movie. I got through an hour and forty minutes. I was almost at you the end. You didn't finish. No, you have. I finish. can't. You have I to. can't. You have to. I can't. That's fucking bullshit. I can't. I, yes, I dropped that. But yeah, no. It, it sucks. I'm pissed. These two things that I literally still have to and want to watch. You just crapped all it's, over it. It sucks. Step on my head when I'm drowning. And and it's not too far away because our movie section starts it. I looked up the ending because I could I no, just couldn't well, watch it. Because I want to say I got God, 20 minutes left. I'll give you my impressions without spoilers. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it so you have so much. To finish it. You're 20 minutes. You, you finish Sam, the Sam, Sam, Sam. The Sam. I wish there was a happening on here. Right. The happening <laughs> is a good movie. So yeah. let's not. And the happening's supposed to be bad. I will jump over this microphone. Bright was supposed to be very good. David Ayers lets us down again, and he's just a mediocre filmmaker at this point. It's Ooh, just what David Ayers damn. is. Greg and, is dropping bombs well, and stabbing I, people. I, I'll right? get. I'll. I'll dive into it when when I want to dive All into right. it. We are now awaiting Sean Carcini's phone call, so we'll skip over the Star Wars stuff <laughs> until Sean calls. I've let him know that he can call us in whenever he's ready. So we'll skip over all that, and we'll just jump to the Star Wars when he calls in. Sam, up to ten thousand jobs could be lost because of this Disney Fox deal. 
yeah, I, I kind of saw that when you sent the notes over. I was like, holy shit, like, you, you can't find a way to kind of merge some jobs and kind of, you know, segregate some kind of order into this huge merger. That's just, that's a damn shame. You expect, from a business perspective, a loss of jobs. You just, that's what yeah, happens with 10,000. The 10,000 is an excessive number. And that, you know, that's because the people at Fox that had a job title there are people at disney that have the same job yeah. title it's not like you're creating new jobs okay so okay but the but, production assistants are the production assistants but you're getting all these assets and wouldn't you think that you would need maybe to expand your team a little bit just to take on the workload you just spent 56 billion dollars so 10,000 jobs at x amount per yeah. that's money yeah no i hear you. it just sucks cuz you know 98% of them have families and kids that they have to support and it's that, that you never want to hear that. You're you're absolutely you know? right. And that's why we put it on here just it's just a hard story to have to uh well, for hopefully those they folks. Fi- hopefully they figure out something or you know can send them something cuz that's that's a damn shame. Right. And and there's been no confirmation like of it. It said could be. Um so I hope these folks this yeah. Christmas are not like know, Clark Griswolds. Uh Andy Circus's Jungle Book Origins has been renamed to Mowgli. Because that's the titular character. Yeah. And it's coming October 19th of that's, 2018. That's, you know, nice and easy. Or 19th. Oh, no, it's coming October 2019. 2019. Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed because I still haven't seen Jungle Book and I really want to see it's it. It's on Netflix, I yeah. think. Is it? Yeah. I, I think it's for out. free on Netflix, yeah. I uh, I loved the Jungle Book growing up. Loved it. I, mean, I I wouldn't say I loved it growing up, but I liked it. It was kind of scary. Like, it had some pieces at the end with the with the panther, I believe. Scary stuff. Uh, Bare Necessities was hilarious. Yeah, of course. That, that, well, that's what everyone kind of, if someone said, what's your one memory out of it, would be Bare Necessities. I yeah, think. Is that Bazoo? Is that the, I can't, I'm, I can't, dude, I can't I'm, remember I'm the bear's man. name. Uh, let's see. Sean Karchi just texted me. Uh-oh. Stay, he said, stand by. I'm calculating the jump to hyperspeed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, always count on Sean for a Star Wars reference. Yeah. Well, okay. Because the next story we had on the list is pretty big, I, I don't want to cut that one short. So... While we're waiting, kind of for Sean, I did see, I did see Star Wars. So, well, I mean, I I attempted, oh, I'm now seeing it. I attempted to see it the, the second time. I actually went with Alex. It was late at night. You know, I worked all week. Fell asleep. I fell asleep probably like five, six times. So it was a long week. You're allowed to. I went to see Rocky Balboa twice in theaters. I've still never seen Rocky Balboa. <laughs> half the time, half the scenes that I wanted to re-see, I slept right through. <laughs> it is, you know, it is definitely a film that you have to see multiple times. No, it's and again, I to, I, to get I, a full scope. I definitely have my gripes with it, which I know we'll get into with one strong calls. But I mean, I'm not going to go try to see this again in theaters. I'm just going to wait till it comes out Blu-ray, yeah. buy it, and then go from there. Same, and I, you know, I know I definitely have to see it more to form a better opinion. But Sean's probably seen it a second time by now. I'm sure. Um, I have some problems with it. I'm sure that when I. When I air my grievances and you air yours, I'm sure he's going to then crap on those grievances and have... I hope he has at least something because there's no way he's 100% happy with everything in that film. There are, and I should have written them down, but there are five scenes that that really grinded my gears about this. And I t- sent you... And, and I think I know at least two or three that I know that I, it's probably the same as yeah. me. So if you needed the heads up, spoiler warning... We're getting into all spoilers for this film coming up here as we go into the Star Wars talk. So just and we'll, if you don't and we'll want spoilers, the, and we'll have the timestamp just in case they yep, wanted to. We okay. will have the timestamp so you know when to cut out and when to go back and everything. I mean, it's just just if you haven't seen this film yet, you kind of have to as the freaking commercial, commercial for it yeah. plays directly next to us. Uh, this is 
it was I you know I left the theater. I saw it Sunday morning at eight thirty with our dear friend Ryan Popejoy. Um, get get well soon, pal. And um, you know we sat down. We didn't do IMAX. We didn't do 3D. We just did a normal screening. Twelve bucks yeah. pisses me off. That's actually not bad. That's but they, they've enhanced the movie going experience ten times over at a spe- at AMC theaters, especially. Yeah. Um, even the normal screen is freaking huge now. Like it's it's bigger than it did, was. Did you, you had the recliner seats. We did have the recliner I, seats. I felt raised. You don't go recline all the way back though, well, so it stops you from falling well, asleep. It, it's funny you said that. The one in the Chamonix doesn't go all the way back, but if you go to one in Woodhaven, I find that's a little bit better. Oh, okay, well, uh, we have Mr. Sean Carcidi on the line. Hello, Sean. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, pal. How are What's you? What's up, buddy? Good morning. I, I'm actually shocked. I thought I had 15 minutes to eat my yogurt. I'm and, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're throwing my schedule off the loop, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Sam got here a little early this morning, so we decided to start recording before 8 o'clock. Well, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, you, do, you, I, I, do you have some time to talk about this one movie we saw last week? Listen, I just ripped through my garage and retrieved all the books i put away just for this podcast so you're in for a treat oh gosh i just said this i said to sam he's gonna rip apart every grievance i have and just go go further my throat for this one you know what i've decided that i'm not gonna do that because this movie is so different yeah and it doesn't it doesn't really uh it doesn't matter at this point I, I thank God if somebody uh, said yeah, that. I good, agree. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear what, that. How do you feel about the uh, the 45,000 signatures petition that this gets removed from canon going around the internet? It's not going to happen. Ever. Well, no, duh. But how do you feel that people are that outraged? It's like it's just a movie. All right. Here's here's a good metaphor for you. Okay. Ready? You're you're a young kid or a 30 year old living in your parents' basement. Either way, this this metaphor works. It's Christmas morning. You've been talking about this this toy that you've been wanting for many, many months. You get through all your presents. You didn't get the toy. How do you feel? Dejected. Sad. Sad. Every single theory that people were creating for The Force Awakens was debunked in two hours and 30 minutes. And people are pissed about it. Dude, there's so many pieces that J.J. Abrams set up that Ryan Johnson said, screw it. They're pissed about it, and that's okay, because you know what? That's what happens when you get disappointed. Yeah. It's no problem. It's, it's okay. And uh, over time, just like with Empire Strikes Back, which did not get good critical reviews, I actually went back in time and looked all the reviews up for Empire Strikes Back. You went back in time, ladies and gentlemen. I went, I went back in time. And uh, now Empire Strikes Back is critically acclaimed from the fan base. It's my favorite and one. And even, even so, the prequels are starting to make a turn to people are like, all right, they're not as they're not so bad. No, episode you know? one you know, is besides, so bad. Besides the first one, episode one is so bad. Oh no, episode one's great. Are you kidding me? All right, so here we go. Okay. I, I was Pod just racing. Come on now. I, that's the only scene that's worth its salt. But anyway, Sam and I were talking, and uh, obviously we're talking. We have a podcast, and, <laughs> and we're uh, mumbling, mumbling. I was through. I was just saying that as you were calling, I was just saying I texted Sam when I left the theater. And I said, the movie was dot, 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 good. It was good. It was a good movie. Uh, As a movie, I thought it was good. I think it had some holes. But what I really liked, first and foremost, that opening scene kicked ass. Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's all you got. It was oh, I think he's, he's eating the muffin. I can <laughs> oh, tell. I'm eating right now. The, the I yogurt. Yeah. Me Twelve minutes early. 
<laughs> yeah, he's definitely eating the yogurt. Uh, but I thought the opening scene was fantastic. The I, I similar to a bunch of people, pl- pl- push some holes or uh, pop some holes into the uh, how, how in space can you have bombs falling when there's no gravity? I have an answer. Uh, apparently, there's some electromagnetic field or something. I have an answer. Do you know why I have an answer? Because you know everything about Star Wars. <laughs> Because just yesterday I got the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary, and I know all the answers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, can you open to page seven and tell me how that's possible? Actually, I will. <laughs> Here I go. Watch. Listen. Oh, God. It, yeah, it's Actually, there. that was one of my biggest qualms in the beginning. I was like, how the French are those MFers falling? I don't believe it. I'm still okay with it, because who cares? It's Star Wars. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, why I let allegedly, that one go. Here's it. Bombs don't technically drop in microgravity, but are impelled from the racks by sequenced electromagnetic plates in the clip. The bombs are drawn magnetically to their unfortunate targets. Why did Bam, I think of cannon, that? Count it. You know, Why did I, I not think of that? As I sat there at 8.30... <laughs> like mechanical I, plates, it yeah. makes perfect electromagnetic sense. Electromagnetic fields. It makes perfect and sense. They Yo, know everything. By the way, you guys got two previews. We got 30. Like they oh, were. So, the movie didn't start till after 9 o'clock. Yeah, uh, so Sean, I went to go see the movie again for the second time real late during the week, and there was probably about eight to ten trailers, but I was sad to say I I passed out probably like five, six times during the, the movie. Well done. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And, you know, we I, I said it the same, too. This is a movie that definitely needs multiple screenings in order to digest. That's why I'm just going to throw some things I like, some things I didn't out there. Yeah. Sam, do the same. You know, I'm... This is not going to go in order of how the film happened, but just things that stand out. Um, I think Sam can agree with me on this one, and I definitely want Sam's opinion here is uh, I hated, absolutely hated the scene where Princess Leia got shot out of the the ship. She was floating there in gravity, clearly frozen, then all of a sudden just... Yeah, she supermaned it back to home. And I I couldn't stand it. Do you want... Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want uh, (laughs) commentary... On things that you are gonna say, or do you want to go through your list? No, just and then no, we're just going. Because I have boom, a list. Boom. I have twelve major plot points that Ooh. I that I want to talk about. Go ahead. Well, is yeah. that one of them? Oh no, yeah, that's one of them. Let's sure. go. So that's why uh, I'll, we'll go through the list, and I'll go through my list, and we'll do matchy matchy, and then talk about it. Done. Shoot. Okay, so I have. <laughs> you say she Superman did, and I'll turn it into Star Wars speak, and I'll say. Leia uses the Force. Yeah, well, okay. we knew yeah, that. We, we figured that we one. That one. We okay. figured that one. Now, how did Ryan Johnson go about presenting it? Hated it. Hated Couldn't it. care less about this scene. This scene was stupid. Okay, good. Uh, I don't need a large close-up shot of Leia's semi-frozen, scientifically can't happen that fast, by the way, um, frozen face, and then uh, weird movements, and this big up music this huge celebration and all of a sudden she's flying through space i wasn't into it i looked at my dad i looked at the person next to me he was a fat guy i looked back at my dad was it me i looked at i looked now i looked at myself and i went i, I hate this i'm yeah. like i'm actually agitated by this scene i don't like it it's because Good. it took 30 seconds like it she was just floating for 30 seconds didn't move yeah. a muscle yeah. And just floated back into the ship and was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to go yeah. sit in a chair and rehydrate. Now, here, is, after, here is my thoughts after second viewing. I could close my eyes because I knew it was happening. One, for 30 years, nerds have been talking about whether or not she can use the Force. So 
speaking to lay a, you know lay a character this is pretty cool no that's no. You, you don't use the force to superman it back to your ship sure you do no she never should have been alive major no. plot points i have 12 times the force was used differently in this movie but that's okay no i i think it's not a good presentation i think if they showed her in space and then they cut back to like poe and his crew and then she was at the window we would have been like whoa wait a second how'd that happen mm-hmm. yeah I, um, I, I just like think... how uh, obi-wan and qui-gon like magically disappeared down the hallway now far they were down that hallway in the beginning scenes of phantom menace they were like Pew! you know like they yeah. they flew like yeah. really fast so it's just it's, like it's just like rogue one like you would imagine it's it happened, possible, but, it but i just don't like the way it, it was shot yeah, yeah. i hear you, know? you and i think it was just it it's just you know listen I'm, I'm about to say a silly sentence but it suspended our disbelief this is a series that is built on suspending yeah. our disbelief it's a freaking uh yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi film yeah. but Oh this, no no! This I was agree too much. with you. This was too much. Yeah. How, how would you? How would you have liked it shot? Like, what? What would you have done? Not never I, happened. Not in the movie. I don't think that scene should have happened. What? Let me ask you this: What did it do for Princess Leia that it, that she didn't already have going for her before? Uh, yeah. No. I, I. I mean, she's this major resistance general, and she's already a legend. I don't know if she needed to have anything added to that legend, although there was witnesses to her act. Three or four people saw it happening. That was cool, I guess. But overall, you know, I would have appreciated if the bridge blew up behind her and she didn't move. Right. And she's like forced. Yeah. That's how she You know what I mean? Like she kind of just closed her eyes and went into survival mode. Yeah. And then somehow didn't get sucked out of space. Yeah. Like that would have been awesome. Like, holy crap, that she probably shouldn't have survived that. Then, I, then we would have been like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. Then, yeah. So, anyways, let's move on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, now, Sam has a major flaw with the entire story arc of the character Finn in this one. Yeah, okay. I, I just felt like he was pointless. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like he didn't do anything to me. And his one line was, come on, Chrome Dome, or something like that. I, I just, everything t- he did just fell flat with me. I literally have nothing in major plot points for Finn other than. Phasma dies, maybe. Yeah, we don't yeah, know if that. Yeah. He, it's another you Johnson know? thing. Johnson just destroyed Phasma here's, because here's a here's Finn's storylines. Remember, okay, Force Awakens, boom. He's grown up with the First Order. He defects. He he's kind of lost. He doesn't know really what he wants to do. He wants to run away. Yeah. He gets sucked back into Star Killer base to save Ray, somebody who cares he cares about. He gets into a coma. He has no idea what's going on at the beginning of that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Timeline-wise, it's it's literally happening hours. Wait, you cared for his character in this movie? He's a, no, I don't care. No, why does it matter if I care about his character? I, I mean, I, I think, I'm just saying you're, yeah, you're no, a bigger I, Star Wars I, fan than me. It's I just his wanted... his motivation is he wants Ray to be safe. Of course, you know that's it. That's his motivation. Now I don't know if he's going to play a bigger role, but obviously they want to throw a black guy in there, and an Asian girl, and a uh, Latino pilot is wild you know yeah. i mean that is great now i think finn's probably force sensitive if they want to make it something interesting but yeah. other than that i mean he, there, he's, he's he, funny he had some funny lines the the scene where he very, came out with the few. water kind of squirting away from him that was funny i just yeah. felt a lot of his actually, comedy actually, fell flat for me that's another uh, cringy scene when he falls out of the bed yeah i don't need that 
You know what I need? Yeah. I need it's, him. It's straight, I need yeah. him. It's, it's his straight. comedy like struggling a little bit. His comedy fell flat cuts. for me. You know, you see him walking down the hallway like nobody would have said anything. He passed like fifteen people, and yeah. nobody so, well, said why is anything. Anyway, helping him. What's right. going on? Exactly, yeah. and and I'm I'm so. with you there. There's a couple comedic things that just fell flat. You know, yeah. like, um, you know, while we're on the topic of Finn, uh, before yeah. we get to Luke, um, I have a huge, huge, huge issue with you know Rose, fine character, but mm-hmm. when she saved him. First of all, you crashed your ship into his. You're both dead. That's number one. That's number Absolutely. one. So 100%. then number two, they land right in front of the first order, and then why she's, aren't they being shot? Why aren't they being shot at? <laughs> number three, how did she? How did she catch back up to him? That's fine too. That's not. Yeah. Wasn't, but I'm with you there. And number four, uh, we we fight the things we hate when we should be saving the things we love. Bitch, twenty minutes ago you were shooting. Yeah. Yeah, no. You were just shooting at things I, you hate I, twenty minutes ago. I, again, like it, this kind of ties into me with with Finn's story. Like it, it just didn't make sense to me. It, it didn't line. It was up. a forced love. Yeah. There, there was love there on. was three major storyline arcs that happened in the movie, and this was the worst of the three. What did you think and of Rose as a character, though? New character set up by Ryan Johnson. What did you think of her? I liked her. I thought she was. I, you know what? She's like a fanatical. Yeah, you know, to the resistance. That's what she is. Like she truly, she like believes in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what you're deserting? Absolutely not. No way. I'm gonna shock you. You're you're done. Mm-hmm. Her sister just died. You know, for this for this cause. So she's got all kinds of weird emotions going on right now. Um, as a character, I liked her. She's kind of like she reminds me of a squirrely mouse. Mm. Like mm. okay, They're always she's, the most she's memorable. Cool, but she's movies. not going to be a major character, and I'm not really concerned about her. Yeah, and you know, I do. You, I think that was like you said. I think their arc, that love arc, that very forced, forced, very forced, forced. Lo- oh, yeah. love arc oh, yeah. was was by far, I think, the flattest yeah. part of the entire film. That and his comedy. I agree. <laughs> uh, what about the uh, casino scenes? How how did you feel about that? It was kind of broken up, broke up some monotony, yeah. but. So uh, I saw this movie again. Yeah. With eleven of my students, I somehow finagled a school trip out of this to see Star Wars. It was Only totally self-serving, but I made it happen. Like, and during you're a the math movie, teacher. I, I, yeah, I'm the best teacher, by the way, <laughs> in America. I took my kids to see Star Wars. Come on, how can you be better? Yeah. Um, you should. You should I, get a raise. You're right. Was no, no. I said, well, we should get. I want to hear your comment. What are you going to say? I know. I said you should get a raise. Yeah. That was my comment. Oh, yeah, yeah raise. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. <laughs> don't don't talk all crazy, Greg. Um, Come on. <laughs> I took four and a half pages of notes. I ran out of paper. In the so theater? I was taking, yeah, in the movies. I was taking notes, you know, because I'm kind of... Class, get your pens out, your paper. <laughs> no, 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 just me. I wanted them to enjoy it, but me, I was like hardcore, like just sure. writing down thoughts and things like that. I'm not going to go through all that. Right. But after seeing the Canto Bite scene again, yeah. here are my thoughts. Again, unfortunately, it involves Finn and Rose, so it falls very flat in terms of the overall story arc. But in the overall galaxy, Canto Bite is most icily except it's rich people mm-hmm. yeah which i really loved i can totally I, I, see, I, yeah. I think the whole garb and the chaos and the awesomeness of canto bite is great it just reminded me of opulence mm-hmm. okay you know i thought the music was cool mm-hmm. um i listened to the soundtrack and I, and I do a little shimmy when canto bite song comes on so mm-hmm. that's fun mm-hmm. uh did you know that mark hamill had two cameos yes i i did happen to read a little report on it that he had a little bit more to do with than just luke skywalker a second character the little motion capture he was the 
little drunk alien who mm-hmm. was putting coins into BB-8. Mm-hmm. Which was, fun. yeah, that, which that, was that, funny. That, that was one of the um, comedy points that I thought was nice. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, again, it, it was it was tucked together with the Finn and Rose. So, like, it, I mean, it was cool. Like, Finn going in like a little child going, oh, my God, look at this place. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, he's never seen something like that. Yeah. And Rose is like, yeah, this place is awesome, but let, let's look a little closer. Mm-hmm. And then you see the galaxy for what it is. Upside to that sequence is I enjoy when they go to different planets like that. Yeah. I enjoy Love when that. they go oh, to planets that, that we don't see, that don't, that don't involve battles. Um, I like that. I, what I didn't like was those children actors. They were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, children, man. Give them a break. Yeah, doing, okay. They were in a Star Wars movie before you were, and me. Damn it. I, but I never, I never <laughs> yeah. signed up to be in a Star Wars movie. Matter of fact, it would not be on my top three. If we did top three movies, we'd want to appear in. But... But still, that's you're right. Don't get me wrong. You're definitely right. Yeah. But if you're going to cast a Star Wars movie, which you know is going to gross a billion dollars, maybe you want to source for talent. Just yeah. a little Did bit. Did you notice the diversity of the children? Okay. Well, we're moving yeah. on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This we're, is what they're trying to do. Uh, and then my last – I have two more major ones. I'll kick it over uh-huh. to Sam for any ones he thought, and then we'll go through the rest of your list, and then we'll get out, is um, – I did not care for I, – I, I know the actress. She's super popular. She had a huge neck that they covered up with a purple thing I can't and stupid hair. I can't remember her name in real life or in the movie, but when she crashed her ship through the, what, Star Destroyer or whatever you want to call it. Holy man. Holy man. <laughs> what? That scene was wild. It was you wild, and I hated it. What? Oh my god, you're a disgrace. And, and here's okay. why, here's why. I thought it was visually stunning, beautiful, epic, awesome, fantastic. She never should have been in the ship. You'd think you'd think with the technology they have to build spaceships, they can build a friggin' autopilot. <laughs> I would agree with you, except the main bridge was blown up, so maybe the autopilot was on the main bridge. They never summer. mentioned it. They never mentioned it. Doesn't matter. No, they they should have mentioned it. If they, you're telling me that they have to mention that the autopilot is disabled. If Who a two hundred, it's a sacrifice. If, it was a, awesome. if a two hundred and thirty pound dude in Horsham, Pennsylvania, who doesn't really like Star Wars, can think of autopilot, I'm sure Ryan Johnson and Co. can think of autopilot. You just gave every one of those words you just said was untrue. Except for I'm um, two forty, not okay. two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, her name is Vice Admiral Haldo. And yeah. The, I think the only other book she appears in is a short Princess Leia intro, like uh, intro, uh, kind of pre- preview to the Force, uh, The Last Jedi, I mean. And I, I, I like her character because she had a nice conflict with Poe. Yeah, okay, bad. she was bad. To, to tag off of Greg's thing, Go. Yeah. you know, Poe's supposed to be the leader, the, you know, the guy that saves everyone. He does you know, something great in the begin- beginning, obviously, by destroying the, the, the currents of the guns or, or the turrets. The gun right. turrets, yeah. and I felt like on the ship he was useless. Like she just controlled everything and almost got everybody killed. Right. He also got about sixty-five people killed in that battle. But who's counting? No, right? he, he did. But also, again, he just dis- they destroyed a destroyer, right? That there was something. One like- dreadnought out of how many? One. Yeah, but that's- so that, so that's, and there's the conflict. You know, who made the right decision? Right. I don't know. I, I would rather get rid of the this, this, uh, get rid of the destroyer. Yes, you lost some lives, but you all know that there's going to be a sacrifice and there's going to be losses. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, they tracked them through hyperspace, which was convenient. So it's very which, convenient. Which, which what? Which was convenient. Not really. 
Oh, for the plot, it was. Yeah. No, 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 no. Here we go. No, no, no. I knew it. I knew it was coming. Ready? In book seven, chapter 16. How about this? Rogue One. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Rogue One. They're getting the data tapes, and she's going through the files. I hear you. And they come hyperspace tracking. uh, Blah, 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 blah. Hyperspace tracking was in the Empire's tech. I read that. So it's. Now it's plausible. Okay. Now that this is like we can't just escape. Every single Star Wars movie is get the hyperspace. They can't get us. Wait a second. They're right behind us. This is different. We're all probably going to die. Poop. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I don't know. I just didn't like that part. Okay, real quick, before we continue on to this one, what were your thoughts on, on Kylo Ren and you know, and his relation with, with Rey? I thought Kylo Ren was great. Yeah, me too. I, 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 uh, other than moobs, which, by the way, they try to explain it, and it, I still can't justify seeing anybody shirtless in Star Wars. Yeah, Weird. yeah, that see that that was. Like, I don't, me. I don't want to, I don't want to be distracted by Adam Driver's very muscular, hairless body. No, yeah, I was gonna say you don't have to go that descriptive. <laughs> no, I, was, I felt like that's where like well, the, no, this is an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 to me, that's where like the, the co- they tried to have the comedy with Ray, and when she first saw him, like he put a shirt. I, to me, I thought that fell flat. I, I felt like that was a scene that just didn't need to be there. <clears throat> it does do one thing. Um, it establishes that they're trying that to have sex. She could see everything. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what it establishes. Well, wasn't uh, it? That, wasn't that, it more? Either. Wasn't it more Snoke pairing them together? It, yes, in the beginning it was. Yeah, but then. Snoke's not there, right? And they were still able to do it, so they obviously, you know, he opened the door, but didn't necessarily close it. Yeah, I thought well Ky- Kylo Ren, I thought was my favorite character in the film. Oh my god! Yeah, shoot that ship yeah. out of the sky! Like yeah. we, man, the kids and I laughed about that the entire drive home. <laughs> like he's just so ridiculous, and yeah. like he's so unpredictable, and I have no idea how he's going to be in the in the ninth movie. Because he's kind of a he's a pistol. Okay, yeah. and so might as well jump right to it. Mm-hmm. Him, him, and Snoke and Ray, technically, when they were you know having their meeting, and he used the Force. When Snoke's supposed to be one of the strongest people who knows the Force, connect this guy can do this. He couldn't number one hear the lightsaber turning on his chair. He couldn't feel him using the Force. He don't see them hand gestures. Huh? Okay. Is that what? it? Are you I, done? I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm goddamn oh, waiting. waiting. Okay, good. Um, here's what I look at it. The same reason why the Jedi fell, the same reason why Emperor Palpatine fell, is hubris. That's it. Uh, that's what it is. He, has, he was so overconfident that he could see inside Kylo Ren's mind, and he's been doing it for so long, knowing exactly what he's going to do, his motivations, that if you noticed Kylo Ren's hand movements, he was turning his own lightsaber as he was also turning the other one. So yeah. maybe he can't see but, specific details. Maybe he can only see so stock you're saying images. If Snoke and knows him so well, he couldn't tell that he hated him, wanted him killed. I think he does know that. Okay. I, he, I think uh, for I, sure, because that's the whole point. He wants him to strike Ray down and complete his training. By the way, it's very similar to Return of the Jedi, which is it fine. It is very, very yeah. similar, and, but that's uh, okay. That's okay. You know, I think, I think it's... A, I was shocked when Snoke went out. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. It's another Abrams. It's another Abrams things that thing that Johnson just got rid of. Um, it's it's people are pissed about that. People are very very pissed about that. Yeah. They spent two years doing all this research on this on this uh, what is it? Em- Emperor something or other. Uh, General Commander. What is it? 
Supreme Leader. Supreme Leader, thank you. And and they do all this research for two years, and yeah. then halfway through a film, he's gutted by... And I, I agree with Sam's point, is if, if this guy is as powerful as he says he is and can connect with Ben can, or Ben Solo, you know, uh, I don't think that's a spoiler from two years ago, uh, th- with the Force or through telepathy or whatever you want to call it, yeah. he couldn't sense that... Ben yeah. was using the force uh, to get that maybe, lightsaber turned uh, on him. Maybe the light side of the force clouded his judgment. I I couldn't tell you. I have yeah. no idea. Right. Um, what I know is that it sent shock waves. Yep. Through the the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe. Oh, right, let's, let's. I guess as a moviegoer, you're looking at it going, "Oh, that's kind of stinky." Because, like, they talked about him for, like, the whole other movie, and he's just an on- ominous character, and he's really in control of everything and whatever. I just expected <laughs> more from him. I expected it to be a nice battle scene or something. He just went out this very Yeah, very no, quietly, I think everybody quickly. did. And I think that was uh, – look at the petitions. <laughs> yeah. look at ten, you know, I think that was a thing. But I think that's what makes it good is that it wasn't what you thought. And now with, with, with Snoke out of the picture – where does the First Order stand? Now Kylo Ren is exclusively running it. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of makes it interesting. Because you're like, Snoke, all right, cool. He just wants Luke to die. That's like that's his goal, his end game. He wants to control everything. And, oh, wait, he's dead now. So what happens now? The formula, again, is turned upside down. We There is no one bad guy. Because Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, is, is he truly bad? Right. I, yeah. I don't know. You know, he has something in him that's different. Yeah. I, I. You know, do you think, I think this is a loaded question, but do you think him and Ray at some point do end up together? I hope not. I would hate it so much. Kind of. I kind of hope they get close, but never happens. Never real freaky naughty. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, la- my last big, huge, giant, pissed off point is the very beginning and the very end. Well, right after the opening scene, when they cut to the end of The Force Awakens and... Luke has the lightsaber, and it's this big dramatic moment, wonderful music, beautiful scenery, uh, bright colored, wonderful, and then he just throws it, like, for comedic effect. Yeah. If it, it just didn't work. It, it, I can understand why that pissed people off, because I felt like, yeah. really? That's it? That's all you got yeah, is they, to throw they, it? The big crescendo with, with The Force Awakens, and then you get the... I, I wanted... <laughs> I think it would have been better if there was, like, a, a slide whistle. It was a little bit of a letdown, just like, oh, he just throws it over a goddamn cliff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it def- again, it's like, how did you feel about the prank call in the beginning of the, the movie? You're going to have to refresh my memory. Uh, okay, so uh, Poe is flying up to... The oh, oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he's going... He's... With Hux. General, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. he goes holding for Hux. Yeah. You know, See, I was okay, I was okay with that. I, I, yeah, so how'd you feel about that? I was okay with it. Um, because Hux is not Luke Skywalker... Uh, because he's yeah. not Luke Skywalker, I was cool I don't have all these years of, you know... Yeah, I mean, I was kind of cool with it. Because it's, it's also audible comedy, and audible comedy to break up a big action scene is okay sometimes. It's not a one-liner. One-liners to me are cheap. This wasn't a one-liner. Luke's throwing of the lightsaber was more of a non-audible one-liner. Yeah. And that's why I think I, I, I Yeah, I agree with you. I think I would be better. Again, it was one of those scenes where I was like, if I filmed it, just drop it. Drop it and walk away. Like, drop it a mic. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm good. I, I don't need yeah. this. Thanks. See ya. Uh, I think throwing it over the shoulder kind of uh, bastardizes the, the force scene. Awakens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so to more of this, how did you feel about 
Luke Skywalker's whole the way his story played out. I loved it. I lo- I know he hated it, and he's continuing to talk about how it's not his Luke Skywalker, blah blah blah. But I think he's a broken dude. He's a he's a guy that literally went to kill somebody because he judged him, and all of this created the chaos that is now the galaxy. And he has put himself away in his little box on an island, and he doesn't want to be bothered. So his little curmudgeon attitude, his, uh, you know, I don't want to be involved. Sorry, I'm not interested. Well, I don't he, want to be involved. They kind of have a scene where they show you where his, the ship that he was on, I guess, that crashed. Oh, I loved it. So he's kind of just stuck there. So this is kind of like his penance for, I guess, what he's done. And I think he threw that X-Wing into the, to the water. I think he landed just fine and then was like, see ya, I don't need you, buddy. <laughs> Maybe. I, I can see it because yeah. that's his only way out and that forces him to never leave. It's yeah. impossible for him to leave. I thought the opening scene with him with the lightsaber was obviously, like I said, flat. I think his the way the movie ended with him staring at the suns and then just withering away and disappearing was trash. But everything, uh, everything, everything in between was fantastic with him, yeah, I think. Just the way he was able to use the force. And like you, you, For a minute, you're thinking he's there. Then... Yeah, it was a great plot twist. Yeah, that, that was, it was a great that plot was twist. probably my favorite part. I didn't see what, it coming. Did you want him to survive? Was that your idea? No, I just didn't want him to wither away and become a force ghost. I don't think that that's the way you get rid of your the most popular character in sci-fi history. It's, by the way, an establishing shot from the back, from 30 feet away, where you can't even see his face. At least War of the Planet Apes got it right with Caesar and showed his face. Like, if you're going to... They showed his face right before. It does, and they no, want to establish the twin sons, and he started with the twin sons. There's parallels there, man. Come yeah, there, there's parallels, sure. The parallel was me walking parallel out of that theater to my car. <laughs> I, that doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. I don't even understand. It was more saying. of a perpendicular motion, but still, um, I, I just, I have a problem with... with if you're going to kill off a main character, you know, and, and you know, this is probably not the last we're going to see of him. I mean, maybe right. not. I think he's going to be a force well, ghost in it, episode nine because he kind yeah. of did say that I don't consider myself gone. I'm just I'm out there somewhere, you know. So, he, uh, I mean, what do you need a body if you can literally project yourself anywhere in the galaxy? I mean, it wouldn't hurt if Ray needs Ray needs physical counseling or training. At, I don't what? know. I don't think don't you I, need a massage. What are you talking? I, about? I don't know. I don't know if their time together was up. I know that they paralleled it pretty close to to Luke and Yoda. It was. Yeah. I mean, literally, the Yoda came back and had a conversation yeah. with Luke. Loved it. That, that was awesome. Part. I, that was I, awesome. I, I did love so that good. part. Um, but it, it and definitely the training paralleled it uh, yeah. from Luke's from uh, Episode Five. But <sighs> no, I, I again just, on second viewing, I was like, man, he just he put it all out there. He he literally was like. I'm gonna get back into this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be that distraction that they need. When he shows up at the base, I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah, that, that, that was a big moment. Something's going down, mm-hmm. and I'm I kind of liking what now. I, you know, when you think of like Michael Bay, like how would Michael Bay shoot this scene? He obviously uses the force to crush all the walkers down. Like right. that's step one, right? He uses his hand, and like everything implodes upon itself. The theater would have went bananas if that actually happened, right? And it's just him and Kylo Ren's ship. (laughs) Instead, it wasn't. It was kind of like... Everyone else but Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like he brings the entire thing down. Yeah. And then it's just him versus Kylo Ren. But I think, again, it's just one of those things where it's a perception of direction. You know, Ryan Johnson thought, hey, this this is the way I want it to go. And I think, again, I think it builds up a legend, right? 
Ray said maybe the galaxy needs a legend now. Okay. And he did. He did that. You know, and the galaxy has plenty. Yeah, well, no, no they don't. You go to uh back to the to your children that you hate and they're already talking about it. We don't know how much time has passed, yeah, but yeah. it has already spread out that a dude they don't know he was astral projected. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. A dude stood up against the First Order, and we know him to be Luke Skywalker, and we can connect that to his legend and blah, 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 and whatever. And it's already known that he did this. So he did the job of, you know, somebody can stand up against him. Mm-hmm. So, again, the first viewing, I was like, this is cool. The second viewing, I really liked it, the second viewing, because I was, like, prepared right. for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, And so okay, how do you feel about the at the very end, the child? I think it's uh, okay. As uh, aptly, uh, I will describe what the person yelled in the theater with the kids, uh, the students that I was with, yeah. when the the broom slightly moves into his hand. Yeah. All I heard was "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I I peed myself a little bit because it was funny because like that guy, like whoever whoever that was, r- truly wasn't expecting that to happen. And I think that's the reaction Ryan Johnson was trying to get. Like, yeah. wait a second, it's not just Jedi. It's kind of, it can kind of be anybody who it needs to be at any time, you know. Yeah. So I like it. You know, it sets up, it sets up. First off, it's self serving. It sets up his own trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Now, so, do, you, do you think that's like Luke's son or or anyone like that? No, or? no. I, I I don't think. I think with Ray and that little boy, it ends the whole bloodline sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anybody. Even even major characters like Poe, you know, how is Poe so good at flying? Yeah, I think because yeah. he practices a lot. I think every once in a while the Force sort of guides his hand, you okay. know, to do an extraordinary thing. It doesn't do it all the time, but I think when he kind of like lets go, hey, that's the whole idea. I think it's just one of those. I think the Force is becoming more accessible. Yeah, I think in Ryan Johnson's trilogy we get a Luke Skywalker mentioned in the title crawl and then nothing. In the first yeah. title, and that's it, and we don't hear anything. Yeah, they have about to make it. some sort of connection yeah, back they to, have to. Mm-hmm. the the main main trilogies. Although this will be main, I don't know how they're going to episode it out. Right. Maybe I don't know. Is it ten, eleven, twelve? Who knows? Right. But uh, that's many, many moons down the line. I think that's more than seven or eight years away. How much time do you think passes between episode eight and nine? In that's there? a question that I had. You jerk. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. That is number one question. What is the timeline like? Well, Le- Leia does if, not. Leia does not make it. She dies in if, the title crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's gonna die in the crawl. Um, may, maybe not, I don't know if they're gonna spend a lot of time on it though, because no, that's why I said get it over with in the crawl. Yeah, Boom, done, yeah. See you later. You know, uh, years have passed, and the resistance is still in hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadness Sean's is upon us as General Leia Organa has passed away, uh, giving Poe Dameron her final message. Yeah, something like I don't know. Like, he has that written down. He has he wrote his own like that, and that's fine. What's and, Episode Nine's title, Sean? Um, the Geriatric Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going to be something with the First Order. Involved. Yeah. So the question is: At the end of Episode Nine, are we better off or worse off? And I think, you know, maybe uh, the Star Wars: The Darkness Begins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, Star mm-hmm. Wars. You know, who dat? <laughs> yeah, who dat? Who dat? The, the Order, something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, the plot thickens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's actually. I mean, the Last Jedi wasn't like groundbreaking right so it's probably going to be some sort of it's probably going to be something with the the force awakens the last jedi mm-hmm. 
the time Ryan Johnson fucked it all up for us. Excuse <laughs> my F. I'm sorry about it's that. It's cool. We allow it. It's cool. Um, so what do you think? You know, you said you had a couple more things on your on your docket here. What yeah, do you I'm got? Gonna, I'm going to bang through them. I'm not yeah. going yeah, to yeah, just talk through it. Go ahead. No, you, you go. Oh, yeah. it's my turn. Okay, thanks. So, uh, major plot points. I have 12, and but we covered a lot of them. Okay, Luke tried I'll to kill go, Ben Solo. We're at the speed of up a little why bit. Are we not, why are we not talking about this? He, he literally tried to kill him. You know, I love the... Uh, I think there's a film... I forget the... I've read it a little bit. There's a specific way that film, you know, there's three stories, one of them which is true. You know, one is from one perspective, one is from another perspective. So I thought that was cool. Like, that was an eye-opener for Ray. Like, I can't really believe every anybody anymore. You know, Luke's telling me one thing, Ben's telling me another thing. It, and then the actual truth is that Luke was going to kill him, but then he felt shame, but it was too late. You know, I thought that was a cool little yeah. uh, device. It was, it was okay scene, I guess. Yeah, and it shows that he still has his green lightsaber, which is cool. Yeah. Now, who knows where it went? I don't know. Obviously, we talked about Snoke dying. That's fine. Phasma dying, maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, I, I think Thrones, she was only way. used for uh, Finn. Like that was Finn's mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So if she doesn't come back, I'm Phasma. good with it. Like I don't need Finn doesn't need to be held back by that Ooh. anymore. If we want his character to move forward, she can't be existing anymore. That's how I see that. Phasma of Toth. That's it. Brienne of Toth yeah. mixed with Phasma. That's it. Game of, Thur- Game of Thrones and Star Wars, baby girl. I, I love the uh, the laser beam shooting off her armor. Yeah, it was cool. Luke yeah. dies. We talked about that. Yep. The resistance is really beaten down. They had 400 people at the start of that movie. Yeah. Now they we got, got more people nine. on this podcast. Than, than, than they, <laughs> they ended up with like 9 to 12. And nobody responded because literally the First Order is taking control of gal- planet after planet. You know, after Starkiller base gets shot down, you know, there was a, a full military seize of all these systems at the same time. Which, again, they don't talk about, you should not know about it, it's irrelevant. But I know, just from reading, that they're now everywhere. So why would people respond to them on crate? you know what I mean? So, like, they're really beaten down. Like, their First Order is taking over, and, and no one can really do anything about it. Never in a million years would I thought we'd have more podcast episodes than there are people in the Rebellion. Seriously, seriously, right? Or the resistance, um, I'm sorry. I think a major plot point is Ray grabbing the Jedi texts at the end of the movie. Yeah, I you thought see, they were gone, so I'm glad yeah. you got them. Finn kind of roll his fingers over them in the drawer to get a blanket. Um, I don't know what she's going to do with them, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's at least it, it's going, you know, it shows that the Jedi are going to still live. Like, it's not totally lost. Um, and then the final thing is that Luke's slash Anakin's lightsaber is broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like... What happens now? Does she rebuild that lightsaber? Does she take the crystal and build her own lightsaber? It has to happen. I hope they show it. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, so that was my major plot points just after reviewing, kind of going through that things. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll just go through a list of the times the Force was used in the movie because Ryan Johnson, I think his big theme, two themes, failure was theme one. Everything was failing in this movie. Even audience reviews, which he did not see coming. Um, failure was a big, big theme, uh, but the force was another big theme. You know, Ray reaching out for the first time. These are not in order of the movie. This is just I was just thinking about Ray reaching out the first time. You know, sort of uh, accepting that the force is a thing. Uh, Snoke using lightning to crush Kylo Ren's face. Wonderful, love that scene. Uh, Snoke force grabbing from a hollow projection. What? He can just do that in Hux at the beginning of the movie when he loses him in hyperspeed. Yeah, that that was a little crazy. 
like, wait a second, how, like this guy. See, that just shows that he's really strong. Well, no, which, okay, again, no, and, just provides more argument to your. How could he not know that? The exactly. Um, Ray and Cave with that sequence, that cool little uh, mirror sequence with all the snaps and uh, things like that. That was the dark side of the force, kind of trying to give her an answer that she already knew the answer to, I guess. Uh, Leia using her body to move the ship. Anyway, moving on. Kylo Ray connection by Snoke, then by him himself. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, over the galaxy. Luke using Force Grab to kind of ward off Ray uh, when they were kind of doing their mini fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Luke, that's right. Luke reaching out himself, kind of reconnecting with the Force. And then, of course, Luke projecting himself uh, to make it look like he's there. Which was the best part of the movie. Wonderful. Kylo Force choking Hux. I think we all forgot about that. I did. Uh, oh, Ray lifting that. rocks at the end, literally moving floating objects. That's wonderful. That was a great scene, by the way, when like it all like boom, and they just see her and they're like, "What the French man!" Like I did, we had no idea you could do this. Uh, actually, it was cool that like Poe never met her, went through a whole movie, and they just introduced themselves at the end of this movie. So yeah. that's that's how fast this story is moving, you know, for them. So it's pretty pretty interesting. And then last things, Yoda appearing as a ghost, Yoda calling lightning, which is the first time that a ghost interacted with the physical world. Awesome. And then Yoda hitting Luke in the face with his stick. Why is he able to do that? Which was awesome. Like, what is going on with the Force? But we all love that. No no one disliked that scene. What did you say? No one disliked that scene. Oh, my God. When I I heard the Yoda theme come on and I went, You probably creaked your jeans. Nerds. Even from Jersey. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so is the Force... I'll ask you a question. Is the Force limited to special people, or does it manifest itself when it needs to in all people to make them extraordinary? Option B. The, yeah. the second choice, Bob. Yeah. Behind door and I think two. that's great, because I've seen Greg eat a Taco Bell box. That's disgusting. I don't... No. I think the force manifests itself in that. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, you know, since I've never eaten, I, I, I can put, I can house about twelve tacos. So that's fine. But anyway, uh, Sean, overall, good film. You know, I think you agree with it. Uh, we won't give it the numerical scores, um, but overall, good. I'm not in the uh, in the place to say it should be struck from canon or anything like that. It's the second grossest. Second highest grossing film of all time behind episode seven. It was enjoyable for what it was, but I think, like I said, it has its major plot points. I just, I'll stick with my original. It was meh. It was yeah, good. I, so it was I good. I still give it, even though you said no, I give it my 7.58. That's my final number on that. Put me in the love scale because I love this movie. Good. I'm glad you do. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to Solo and I'm looking forward to episode nine. We'll see them both. Okay, man. And of this course, we'll great. have you back on for. Sean is going to Sean is going to be a force ghost right now and just kind of fade away from the podcast. For I'm a fade while. away with one final question for you to ponder. I'll get off. Will J.J. Abrams be able to complete this story? Well, I did read that he handed in the first draft for episode nine, so we'll see. Yo, creep! I said that last Saturday. <laughs> he did. I did it. Well, I read it again. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I appreciate you remembering everything. All right, Sean. lose everybody. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Have a good one, Sean. Thanks for coming Peace. on. Sean Carcini, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we said we have a hard stop for 20 minutes. That was 42 minutes. And I was like, there's no way we're stopping that quick. No, that was awesome, though. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. We appreciate it. And joining us now in studio for the first time ever making his We Podcast and We Know Things debut, our good friend, a man who needs no introduction, so I'll give him one anyway, Ryan Cunningham. A.K.A. Chubbs. 
you doing, everybody? <laughs> awesome. This is inside nice. the ring. Uh, inside the ring with James Harding. Uh, so Ryan is going to be joining me a little bit later as we do uh, the either bonus episode or just the interview with Nigel Bach at the end of this episode. We'll kind of decide that as we go. Um, but Ryan's going to be joining me on that. So Ryan has joined us. We have a lot of show left for this episode. So anytime Ryan wants to jump in, he's going to. But we're going to dive right back into the movie section uh and sam matthew vaughn of x-men first class kingsman and kick-ass is talking to dc films about quote a few things but we don't know what they are yeah i would imagine because he's proven himself to be a you know a good director maybe if he wants to take on a dc project if and what what does he have his interest on was he a comic creator you know what i mean like what what would you rather do yep i mean first class was not very well received or was it i you saw it you know i haven't yet I mean, I I thought to me that was my favorite out of that that the that's, newer one, the newer out of the trilogy, after yeah. X three, yeah, or X Men United, or whatever. It was I called. mean, obviously we know his Kingsman, the first one, everyone loved. First it. Kingsman, was second great. wasn't as good as the first, but you know, I mean, hey, I'm interested to see what he can bring to to DC because we need something. The Flash, hey, maybe this could be the, the saving grace for exactly. DC. The Flash is getting his own Lego movie. However, since he's a shitty character and not popular, <laughs> it's not getting a theatrical release. It's going direct to DVD. So we'll see it in our $5 bin well, by actually, 2019. smart ass. DC always releases their films straight to DVD. You prick just because the killing joke and other films get the special treatment that, in the that, theaters. That, that doesn't mean always. And all the other Lego That's why movies. That's special treatment. Batman Lego movie got theater, theatrical release. Well, it did release. because you had, you know, big names in there. You'd oh, right. So you're saying The Flash is not a big name. No, I'm, The Flash is a fine name. Name, but <laughs> Batman is Batman. You know, everybody I mean? knows. I just love the bust stones and the Flash. I have no problem with the Flash. And I'm sure it's uh, outside be funny of the CW and great. TV show. I have all the faith in the world. Yeah, no. Listen, Sam. At 30, I can't wait to watch the Lego <laughs> Flash movie. You'll be either. 29. S. I will be. 20. I'm 29 now. I will be 30. I hope it comes out fucking May 1st. <laughs> you bitch. Shazam, uh, not the Shaquille O'Neal version, will begin filming in early 2018 in Toronto, Canada. So my hope is they make a pit stop at the Degrassi School. I hope hope that's one of the buildings that get blown up during the fight. (laughs) What about the Hockey Hall of Fame? With The Rock. But it's good to see that the movie's finally coming to be there. There's cast announcements all during the week, so that's awesome. In what might be my favorite movie news of the week, my friend, Illumination Entertainment, behind the Minions, Despicable Me, uh, Sing, uh, Secret Life of Pets, the upcoming Super Mario movie that they're going to be doing is now uh, has unveiled its new project coming Christmas of 2018, an origin story about the Grinch. Because everyone needs an origin story. This is true. That's the <laughs> down part. Is it's it's going to be? I hope it's another Christmas caper. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a I, Grinch guy. I love the Grinch. I mean, who doesn't love the Grinch from the the classic goddamn cartoon? That he we looks watched? like he doesn't love the Grinch too much. I mean, hey. Uh, okay, what do you prefer, the Jim Carrey Grinch or the animated version? I mean, Jim Carrey Grinch is definitely better, just because he adds his own element. Basically, you feel like you're watching The Mask dressed as the Grinch, I feel like. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. And, that's that fair. Was, and that was post-Man in the Moon, so he has a little Andy Kaufman in him, too. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, for, I still prefer the, the cartoon version myself. Me too, yeah. Do you uh, frequently watch that? Usually, it was a tradition that usually every Christmas 30 minutes. time, I'd, I'd watch it real fast, but I haven't watched it the last two years. But for this it's one, like... I don't know, him as a kid and to see the animation, like, I'm sure it's going to be good, but I, I want to see a trailer first before I... They, they show an origin during the Grinch movie. Yes, uh, they do, yeah. of him shaving yeah, and yeah. Shaving in school. Yeah. So, what are they, he's just going to totally ruin that? See, all the hardcore <laughs> fans, I don't know how they're going to handle it. 
I think there will be a shaving scene. <laughs> but if, if, if they bypass that... If there's no shaving scene, we revolt. Well, hold on. This Grinch looked younger than the Grinch exactly. in the Jim Carrey film. Yeah. Jim Carrey's Grinch looked like 6th, 7th, 8th grade, maybe 6th grade, probably. This one's 3rd like grade? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's still three years of passage, Holy Sam. Holy crap. Hey, what did you look like in 3rd grade? Was it different than what you looked like God, in 6th? No. Ryan had a 4-foot growth spurt between 3rd and 6th grade. <laughs> Sam hasn't changed since he was 10. No, yes. <laughs> you look identical to when I'll, we met when you were I'm sorry that you know my what, facial features to stay, to stay I think the same. You thought about getting a different haircut once no i no i grew up my hair a few times but yeah, well, yeah a little you did I, one I, I like it short now i'd show you some pictures where my hair was like five inches just straight up like i've you know. seen the i've seen the spike the sam spike oh, dude, flat top dude my, 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 flat top. when i graduated high school is i like that picture i have of me and of, of loretta and my hair is just it's out of control mm. yeah my so. hair used to be out of control yeah I just grow it down almost my shoulders and just let it, my cowlick yeah, happen. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. <laughs> Braces and bad cowlicks and spiked studded belts. And you would think you'd stop letting cows lick his hair. Yeah, you'd think. But yeah. I get a haircut and they just come back and lick it again. Why not? Weird. True story. When I was a kid, um, I hated my cowlicks because they're just they're in the worst places you could possibly have cowlicks. And in so my barber lied to me and said, if you shave your head, the cowlick goes away. Little did I know they don't. They grow back. When your Even hair grows worse. back, and they <laughs> shaved my head for the first time, I'd never had my head shaven, and I never have since. And I hated it, and I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Sounds, and cried. Like, sounds like a terrible barber. He just he totally destroyed you. Oh, he gave me. That was free. Him and my like, oh, totally great. planned it out. Totally. They, they had to. It was the same barber that gave me Sucker. a mullet. That him and my mom planned to give me a mullet. You know who it was? You know, across from Catherine Drexel Library, next to Speedy's Pizza, they had a barber yeah. shop. Yeah. It was that barber shop. I don't yeah. remember what never, it was. Never, never went. I was a Joe's man myself growing up. It was Joe's man. Joe's Barbershop next to Steak and Hoagie or Freshworks. Never went to Joe's either. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm a hair cuttery guy because it's across the street. Oh, the, oh that, I, actually, I used uh, to go there. Like right right yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sam, my number one most disappointing thing or worst thing I watched this year was Bright. It hurts. We covered that early in top three. It's time to do the review. Here's the review for Bright per IGN. Bright could have been something truly special if it had slowed down the pace of its narrative to allow for a fuller exploration of its engaging world. Will Smith and Joel Edgerton are a compelling duo. I'd love to see them again in a sequel or even a new series produced by Netflix. So hopefully this isn't the last we'll see of Bright. This cop drama set in a fantasy world is a fun ride. 7.0 out of 10 good. I wow. completely disagree. They gave it a way better rating than from what you had to say. And I read this review before I saw the film. Just this part. Yeah. I don't read the spoiler part. And I couldn't disagree more. I There's one part of this review where I really, two, that I really do agree with. I think they were a very good di- duo. Okay. Um, and I would love to see a Netflix series okay. on Bright. Wait, just them two or just in the Bright world? In the Bright world. Okay. In the Bright world. I thought Bright, I, and I'm going to go to the notes that I wrote during watching this film. I watched it last night, so I mean, it's fresh in my yeah. memory. Way, 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 way too much unnecessarily foul language. Um, it throws me off oh, when yeah. you have to fill every <laughs> sentence with F or shit. Oh, well, that's Every okay. single. There is not a scene that goes by without the F word. Not one scene. It's unnecessary. It's just filler. It's just there to, to make it edgy yeah, and badass. Okay. And there's just too much. Uh, it was a plot that I really wanted to love. And I would say the beginning part of the film, maybe the first 45, 50 minutes, I was totally in. Totally bought in. Yeah. Loved it. Um I love that world. I love the orcs versus humans dynamic. I love that Jacoby, who is Joel Edgerton's orc character, is the only cop on the force that is an orc. You really feel for him. They bully him as an orc. Uh, is he a cop? He's a cop. He's a, he is an orc cop. Okay. And uh, he's the only cop on the force that's an orc. And 
and you feel for him because he, he, he's walking in the hallway and he's got a sign on his back and everybody's laughing at him. Da, da, da. And they build that up really well. And then they go out into the neighborhood to, to do their cop thing. And it falls apart very quickly. When they're the cop buddy duo, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, when they pick up this guy who has a sword in the middle of the street, fantastic. Then the the villain, the main villain, doesn't appear till about that 40, 50 minute mark. Oh, and that's where it takes the downturn for me into one of the most convoluted, schlocky, unnecessarily uh, violent, stupid turns where it's not only predictable, but it's boring and it's unfortunate. Damn. And You're really getting me hyped for this film. I, I thought if you watch the first half and you stop it, as soon as you see the, the, the villain, you've watched enough and it's a very good Damn. film. I thought the second half was awful. Um it was so cheesy. Um, it was decently humorous. Will Smith does deliver on his, on his humor. Uh, you do feel for Jacoby. Uh, it has a ridiculous villain. The soundtrack is 100% completely out of place. And they even have unedited versions of songs with F-bombs in the soundtrack. It's very oh, weird. Nice. Um, and I said it to you in the beginning. Um, David Ayers, to me, is now just a mediocre filmmaker with this and Harsh Suicide words. Squad. I just don't, I, What David Ayer film stands out to you? Did he direct End of Watch? I think he did. I didn't love End of Watch. See, I, if, if it was him, I really did like that film. I thought that was great. Uh, and then for for a film called Bright, it's so tonally dark. I don't mean and and colorfully dark. It's that's you know, remember how Suicide Squad takes place at night. It's, it's almost, it's dark almost like he's reviewing a DC film. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it was just a dark dark movie. It yeah. oozes inspiration from Suicide Squad. You could totally tell there's a lot of Suicide Squad in this movie. Oh, you have Will Smith and Joel Edgerton who are in the film, and also. Um, Who's the cop? Uh, he has a Russian name. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, I think. Ike Barinholtz is was also in Suicide Squad as well. So there are definitely yeah. a lot of pieces of Suicide Squad. But I got the bad boys vibe at the beginning. I got the the villain is Enchantress. It's simple. Oh, great. The villain is Enchantress. Great. And I can't wait. And I I implore you to watch it. I know, I, I'm I still going feeling, to. But I have a I, feeling I you I may like, be let down. I hope I like it more than you did. I don't think it's possible not to. I think you'll definitely like it more than oh, I do. It was just to me the worst film I've seen in 2017, um, sadly, and I feel bad for that. Shame, kind of. Uh, the Greatest Showman, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is also out, so we have the review for that as well. The Greatest Showman is a wildly entertaining, even I'm sorry, is wildly entertaining, even when it's spectacularly false, which is a lot of the time. But everyone is enjoying themselves on screen, so you might as well enjoy yourself, too. The Greatest Showman is a honky glitter bomb of unbridled musical melodrama. 7.9 <laughs> out of 10. Good. I, I do want to see this. I'm, yeah, it's Hugh Jackman, Efron, Zendaya. It looks okay, you know. I, well, I'm a P.T. Barnum and Bailey kind of guy. Who I am like, I speaking to? Barnum or Bailey? <laughs> I, I like the circus. Uh, Downsizing also came out for... All these dude, everywhere you see, it's the best film of the yeah. year. It's this, that, and the other. There's YouTube Worst ads. Worst piece about of it. shit I've seen. It's not very funny. It's not very dramatic. There's a spark of intelligence here, a valid critique of doomsday culture and escapism, but it's sort of a message that can easily get rid of the cocktail napkin. Uh, I'm sorry, get off of a cocktail napkin. You don't need to watch a two hour plus non comment about shrinking, where the shrinking isn't all that important to understand everything Downsize has to say. Downsizing isn't as bad, isn't bad, but is a wasted opportunity. 5.0 out of 10 mediocre. That's... All of these obviously per IGN, but yeah, like I, I, it's Matt Damon. I, I, I don't know if I want to say it or not. Christoph Waltz. I, you know, I do love big, Christoph there's, Waltz. There's some big names in there. Uh, Pitch Perfect Three is also uh, coming up. Pitch Perfect Three tears up the rule book for what the franchise uh, for the franchise, but sadly, all the rules in it are what made the original work so well, and the second worm work f- 
film work well enough. While this has a few laugh-out-loud moments overall, this is an adequate farewell performance that too often falls flat and feels off-key, pun. Despite having the elements necessary for success, Pitch Pitch Perfect 3 proves a bit disappointing 5.0 out of 10 mediocre. A lot of films coming out. A lot of reviews coming out. They're all mediocres. I'm glad I didn't see the first two, nor will I see part three. I think there's one more that I have. Uh, I do. Father Figures. Father Figures. Father Figures is a baffling film, one that never (laughs) seems to get even a handle on what it is or what it wants to be. It's one thing to make a movie about characters stuck in Arrested Development, unsure of where they're going, but it's another for the writing and editing to also feel that way. In short, Father Figures is just a straight-up mess. Despite its solid cast, Father Figures never finds its comedic or dramatic footing 4.5 out of 10 bad. Yeah, there, there's definitely some, bi- some, some big names in that film. Like I'll, The one scene it was like, Bing Ray was like, oh, that woman, I wrote her like sea biscuit. Like, it's like, that's our mother! Like, I it, it looks okay. A goofy, funny movie. Whatever. Hey, Daddy's Home 2 also got a shit yeah, review, it and it's still kicking ass at the box office. So it shows that a yeah. comedy, when there's not a lot of comedies in the space, a comedy works, yeah. and people want it. Uh, Paramount announces release dates for the new G.I. Joe movie for March 27th, 2020, Micronauts for uh, October 26th, 2020. Oh, there you go. And Dungeons and Dragons. He forgot he put it S- in the notes. Sam's stupid trivia question. 723, 2021. I did. I got so, I mean, th- that's cool that they got dates, but did, I know you saw the trailer for Peter Jackson's Mortal Engines. Yeah, that's coming out uh, 2019, I think, maybe even 18, but it did get a first trailer. And What'd you think? No, nothing. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Oh, dude, I, I'm, I'm into it, man. Mortal Engines! Well, I'm sorry, I, I, I know where you went with that, but I don't know, like, it's Peter Jackson. Like, I, we know that he can shoot a franchise. Yeah, Peter Jackson presents King Kong the movie The Game. I got it. It's awesome. Peter Jackson's King Kong was 14 hours long. I'm good. Still made money. I'm good. So, but hey, I'm interested What to other see stuff did Peter Jackson do? Lord of the Rings. Oh, the yeah. I've never seen them. Never seen them. Got okay, it. that's your fault. Own the Lord of the Rings. That's your fault. Never They're seen great them. films. I do want to see them. I just don't have nine hours. Oh, well, you better make the time, brother. I'm wake, still working my way through it. Wake up at 4 a.m. You're good till 7. I woke up at 3.30 okay, so this take morning. A, take a break from the games. Wait, where are you, where are you at on the, your X Men? X2, because I have other things to do. I woke up at 3.30 this morning. What do you think I've been doing since 3.30? Farting around. Playing Legends out of Breath of the Wild on my Nintendo Switch. What do you think I'm doing tomorrow at 3 o'clock in the morning? Farting around. Going to work at the deli, mother effer. <laughs> well, you're helping help my your dad family. out from, awesome. from like 3 or 4 to 10. So well, that's the last rush, so I'm assuming he's busy. Oh, yeah. That's why he asked me to come in. So I'm going to help my, help my dad out. Love you, dad. Good to see you guys last night. Slinging my- some gabagool. <laughs> I will be slinging <laughs> some You need that gabagool. I will be slinging some gabagool. You're right about that, my friend. Actually, you know what? We stopped selling Capicola ham. It was too Shame. expensive and nobody bought it. Shame. It's very salty. <laughs> very salty. Uh, no slinging. <laughs> Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again has a new trailer. I put this in there for the ladies that listen to yeah, the podcast. I, 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 Hell, I, I have didn't, a story. I, I didn't watch the trailer. Right. I, I, I Me neither, but I have a story. The original Mamma Mia, 2005, 6, or 7, or 8. I think 8 the is when it came out. The film with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan and... Um, uh, oh, God, Mercedes. <laughs> and, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, what is her name? She's in Veronica, no, yeah, she's in it too. The young girl, Veronica Mars, and Kristen Bell. No, uh, that's the main character from Veronica Mars. No, she was the best friend in Veronica Mars. I can't remember who I don't it is. Know. Uh, S- S- Amanda Seyfried. Yes, okay, Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Okay, so she's in it, and it was 2008 when it came out, I think, uh, or seven. It was the same time The Dark Knight came out. Okay, I'm in Wildwood, New Jersey. There's an AMC theater, Frank's Theater in uh, in Wildwood, right off of Rio Grande and 47. And uh, 
I said to the girl I was dating at the time, I said to her, I would, I would really want to go see The Dark Knight. Please, can we go see The Dark Knight? She said, no, absolutely not. We're not seeing The Dark Knight unless you go see Mamma Mia with me first. So in one oh. day, I went to see Mamma Mia and The Dark Knight one after another. And I was so bored from Mamma Mia, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes of The Dark Knight. And I missed the uh, Shame. Si- scene where he slides down the money. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that's... That's, that's a tough bill, bro. <laughs> yeah, tough. I had to go see Mama. But I will not be seeing I know Ashley is super hyped for Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And Pierce Brosnan's apparently going to be back, which is probably, neat. He's probably the best part of the first one. Oh, my gosh. He was actually re- – I did not know he had chops to sing like that, dude. For real. Uh, the original Michael – oh, this could be something Ryan likes. The original Michael Myers actor is now reprising his role for the reboot sequel, uh, which is which is nice. Good for him. Because yeah, we have to, a lot of the originals coming back. Yeah, it's good to see because, you know, it's, I'm sure he's not a, as young as he used to be. So it's good to see that he's... Is that what happens in time, you he's age? Made, he's made it through all these years. He's still able to, to do a little bit of acting. Uh, the upco- when they, when okay. they rebooted, um, what's it called? Night, New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Is it what it's called? New Nightmare, right? New Nightmare, Wes Craven's they New Nightmare. They still had Robert England in it. And yeah. He did pretty good. I mean, I, but although... I feel he like was 76 when he did it. Yeah. But I feel like the whole point is you kind of look like... He kind of looks like a nice wrinkled mess... <laughs> which you know, need much more makeup <laughs> which I mean doesn't really he needed, spend that much time in this yeah, yeah he needed a little bit less makeup so uh, yeah then they got the kid from Bad News Bears to repro- to do Freddy in that new Nightmare on Elm Street what a couple years, years ago, ago yeah, five yeah. years ago whatever it was uh, the upcoming sequel in the Halloween franchise has brought another iconic performer to the mix uh, with Nick Castle the man who played the original Michael Myers uh, he will be joined by Jamie Lee Curtis Judy Greer and Annie Matichik Matichik from all from the originals, yeah, that, so that's it's, cool. It's good to see that they got the you know the gang back together. Yeah, if you if you want to call it that, <laughs> uh, we have the box office for last week. We got the top ten films. I mean, I have the top like fifty films uh, from the box office last week. So we'll just start with the only one that matters at number eight: The Disaster Artist at two point seven million. Justice League still probably got it. Uh, Justice League does have it. All right, fine. Where Justice League land? Probably five. I have the top twenty-two in front of me. Four or five. Okay. Uh, number 10, Lady Bird at $2 million. Number 9, Murder on the Orient Express at 2.5. Number 8, The Disaster Artist at 2.7. Number 7, Thor Ragnarok at 3.1. Number 6, Daddy's Home 2 at 3.8. Number 5, Justice League at 4.3. Nice job, you nailed it. Number 4, Wonder. I still don't know yeah, what that freaking movie's know. about. 5.2. Number uh, 3, Coco at 9.9. Number 2, Ferdinand at 13.4. And number one, Star Wars The Last Jedi, $220 million. Oh, damn. So did Guillermo's movie didn't make the top ten? What was his? I have a lot of them here, so I'll just read the other damn. one. The Shape of Water? Yeah, that was it. That was number 12 oh, at $1.7 million. Damn. Yeah, Bad Mom's Christmas was number 14. That was the only one I really wanted. To. <clears throat> damn, that sucks. I, Tanya, dude. I was looking forward to that movie. Got good reviews, didn't it? Margot Robbie, Tanya Harding, love it. Number twenty-one at one hundred and seventy-one thousand. Ouch! Bombed. Critically okay. Critically great. uh, Theatrically bombing. This is going to turn into a cult movie. I I heard she was she was great. Margot Robbie, Tanya Harding. It's going to turn into a cult movie. And again, I I go back to that thirty for thirty. The Price of Gold is a fantastic biopic (coughs) on the Tanya Harding, uh, Nancy Kerrigan stuff. Uh, And then upcoming in films, dude. There's there's not much for a little bit here until we get to February. Hold it down. Yeah, February we'll get Black Panther, um, but so there's not too too much. We have uh, on Christmas the Phantom Thread and all the money in the world, Wedding Wonderland, and in the Fade, and then January fifth. Nope, 
Yeah, that's it, because January 5th we'll have an episode between now and then. That's smart, though, because you already know Star Wars is going to run it. There's usually a Christmas blockbuster. I know it's Star Wars, and I know that's only going to be 10 days in theaters by then or whatever. Yeah, but they made the right move by not trying to sneak another release and wait wait it out. Do you have any plans on seeing Star Wars, Ryan? Um, It's probably a no. (laughs) Um, However, however, I I, I will eventually. I saw the originals. Oh, you did? I saw the first two trilogies. I have not seen any of the new ones. Okay. I feel like eventually I'll just be like, I'm interested, and I'll watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but today's not that day, Bob. <laughs> I, I could have sw- I didn't think you saw the original uh, trilogy or yeah. the, tril- do you, the prequels. Um, do you not know my portrait of Lord Vader? Oh, my goodness. How could I forget my Lord that? Vader shirt, even though it said Darth Vader. But, you know, <laughs> I forget about artists that. improvise all the time. Yeah, Sam, Sam and I uh, recreated those portraits. Yeah. From, remember from his house? You and I used to. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, created yeah, the, we, we created the portraits. Uh, moving over to the TV section, the directors for all six episodes for the last season of Game of Thrones have been revealed. And generally, like, okay, that's fine. We'll mention them. But to me, there's more news here. To me, there's more than just the names of the episodes. And that's what I want to dive into you with. I think the directors give away what we're going to see and okay. when we're going to see it. Episode one, two, and four will be. <clears throat> excuse me, directed by David Nutter. Episode three oh, and five. Man. Yep. Yeah. Episode three and five by Miguel Sapochnik. And episode six, the final episode by Dave and Dan, the showrunners. Always. Oh, oh, nice. So nice. with that being said, I took some notes. I went back and looked at the other episodes yeah. that those guys did. And I wanted to tell you. Well, Nutter, I know he's a, he's a big time director. Dude, he did Boardwalk Empire. No, no, no. Boardwalk I mean, Empire. just for game. Yeah. They've done game episodes before, all of them. Nutter did The Red Wedding. Great. And did a ton of other episodes with big giant twists. Yeah. So episodes one, two, and four, we're probably going to get a big yeah. twist. Yeah. Right? Some crazy character. So, <laughs> so then we got that. Sapochnik, he did Hard Home. He did the Battle of the Bastards. Which was arguably one so of the best. So he's got those episodes. big battles, right? Yeah. He's got those giant battle scenes. And he was, what, what three? What's up? You said he was episode three? three and five. So he's got two. So oh, we're probably nice. going to get my. Here's my guess, and I, this is not my original guess. I took this one from a YouTuber. My guess is episode three, we get the first battle of Winterfell. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then episode five, we get the big yeah. battle. The episode, the last it episode, be, episode that, that six. Out, right? I don't think the last episode we get the giant battle. I agree with that YouTuber, Emergency Awesome, that we do get the big giant end all be all battle in episode five the penultimate episode and then like i do like how the creators kind of saved that the last episode for, i think they did the first and last yes so, they will be doing the first and last so that's and awesome. ties it all together that's awesome and we're going to tie together the loose ends whoever's left standing will get that last episode to tie everything together and whisk I away a game of <laughs> i am so hyped it's gonna probably be 2019 it's a long year so it's gonna be a year and a half before we get our hands on this probably but I can't freaking Slow wait. Slow steady, brother. Jon Snow, Kit Harrington, uh, had mentioned that in Battle of the Bastards, when the when he's standing out in the battlefield with his sword up and you have all that army and horses coming towards him, it was all real. So The horses stopped six feet in front of him, yeah, he said. If all you, of it was real. Because there was like a behind-the-scenes video. I made a trial on Facebook, and it was so interesting how they shot that whole scene. Like That had to be like the adrenaline rush. Like That whole thing had to be awesome. The Office is reportedly getting a revival but not Steve Carell. I mean, I, I was never a big office watcher to begin to begin with myself. Um, I know everyone loves it. It has its cold following. But to me, like, didn't Steve Carell kind of make the show for a, lot, for a lot of people? I think after he left it, it went downhill for a lot of folks. Yeah, I mean, the few episodes that I did see, every episode that I... Usually, like, almost everyone was with Craig Robinson, and I thought yeah. that was gold with Craig him Robinson's as the janitor. Good. Like, that was funny. 
But the other guy, like Kraminsky, like I don't know, they just didn't do it for. I don't know. It wasn't that? Just wasn't my cup of tea. My one of my favorite gifts on the internet because you can put it with anything yeah. is when he's like, no, no, no that's no. everywhere. It, you yeah. can do that with anything <clears throat> ever, and it's always funny. I mean, okay, you want to continue a show? I'm sure the fans will, you know, be there. Has he done a show since? Leaving the office, like a TV show. Steve like, Carell. I feel like I've not just movies. Seen him. I, I just been doing movies. Just movies. That's what I'm saying I don't think he's well, done a TV well, dude, show. He did, he, <laughs> if only I had a smartphone, he I could did tell like the six, answer. seven. Oh, he did like Hopefully six, seven future. seasons of The Office, so he made his money there. And then he just probably wanted to, you know, move on and to, you know do something new. Fair. Yeah, I, I feel like a TV show. Well, could I mean, be more his rolling. big thing was grew from Despicable Me that he's done a lot. He was in three four, films. Four, the Minions film, too. Oh, he did. I don't know if he reprised his role. Yeah, I'm looking back. TV series. Well, obviously not cameo obviously nope. doesn't count he did not do a TV series no. since The Office so, interesting yeah. hey so he's doing movies so he's, he's over it. yeah he's done he did his TV he don't need it to celebrate this one's I'm gonna give Sam a high five for this one to celebrate the 25th anniversary of this anime one of the only five animes I watch and the one I watch most religiously Sam we had a, an episode dedicated to this, yeah. this about this time last year uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is getting a new box set Blu-ray to celebrate its 25th anniversary, and it will have a major inclusion, a, ger- a brand, uh, excuse me, a brand new anime special. Which it's it's been long time. It should have been a long time to come because so you Hakusho fans are, so. are freaking all around the damn world. I mean, I already own the four seasons on Blu-ray. Um, I mean, it, I would like to see if they could just release this new anime special or movie like separate, like you know, separately. But I mean, if I have to buy this collection. I will just to get the new one, I and, then have tra- all, and then and then trade in my you know what I have. I but it has to be Blu-ray. If not, I don't want it. It is Blu-ray, so the, the episode is Blu-ray. Now we don't know if that's going to come to the West. We don't know if it's going to be dubbed because to ask to actors be. from to ask the same actors from the '90s to reprise their roles in 2018 is difficult. Well, I'm pretty. Th- um, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays Yusuke. He's still at Funimation. He's still doing producer. I, I no doubt he would come back and do. Okay, the voice. fine. What about Kuwabara? What about all of them. Karama. They're, they're all... Because that's he, Christopher R. Sabat who plays Piglo, and he's still with Funimation. So I... Honestly, I get, like I feel like this is like the easiest show to come back and get the people. Because they're still there. They're still working for the same company. Do you prefer it dubbed over subbed, right? Yeah, of course. This is... I, I'm a dub over sub, but this is one of the few animes that fans are pretty much split on what they prefer. Which is cool. It lends credence yeah, to the, uh, the uh, it, it voice definitely, acting. But just... They'll be fine getting the same voice act voice actors there. They Christ, they did it with Dragon Ball Z. They could do a Wii U Hawk show. Every Pokemon episode ever, from season one to season twenty, all twenty Jesus. seasons are now available for free to stream on the Disney Now app. Uh, I may have downloaded the Every app. Every episode. I may have downloaded the app. I may have already watched two or three Disney, episodes. Disney, you greedy bastard. Stop there's, giving us everything. There's a minute of ads in the beginning. There's a middle and, and, and a minute of ads in the middle of each episode. Like, for the who's that? Yeah. Okay, I'm on. I wanted to do a little digging while I while I play Breath of the Wild or play some Switch on the couch. I like to have some sort of background noise. Yeah. So on my computer, I'll put on Twitch or something like that. He said I, I went on from Disney. One. <laughs> I went on DisneyXD.com, and it's available there as well. So I can don't have to just watch them on my phone. I can watch them on my computer while I'm doing that. Now, will I? I don't know. I've watched two episodes so far. My favorite two episodes of all time. Um, the showdown in Dark City where it's Scyther versus Electabuzz yeah. and the Little Wild West with the ketchup, and the one where Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee fight in the boxing ring. That was a good one too. Um, to see if it's that championship belt, like the wrestling almost episode. They're the only two I've watched. Um, oh, and I did watch the first five minutes of Sun and Moon of season twenty, where Ash and where I'm sorry, Misty and Brock come back. 
because they do come back in the anime, and they I wanted should. to see it. It's pretty neat because they're just in an airport, and Brock's helping out a girl. And, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he, like, walks by Ash to go to the girl, and it's pretty funny. And Misty, like, is with him, so she pulls him along yeah. or whatever. The act, the voice acting was suspect yeah. for both, but <laughs> it was neat to see them back. But, yeah, if you, if you still like that anime, I mean... Go it's back. Free. It's free. Yeah. It's now legitimately all of it yeah. for free. That's awesome. Ryan, you watched that anime growing up. Of course. Who hasn't watched that anime growing up? People. That don't that like Pokemon? <laughs> people that. I don't know, though. I older mean, than us. We're probably that last oh, generation. Yeah, okay. we have to be. Okay, fair. I mean, depends on what age group you're saying, but I feel like people at our age group, if, it, if they'd be lying, if they have not seen at least one to two episodes. Agreed. That, they had the cards. They, they did it all. If you grew up not. Just flipping on UPN, channel 57 or 17, when you grew up, like before it was CW, you're lying. And it was on every morning before school, two episodes. I'd watch them both, eat my French toast and sausage, and go out the door to St. Anselm. (laughs) Was that when you... And then Archbishop Ryan and then LaSalle. Was that when you walked uphill both ways to school? In the snow. Oh, man. Eight miles, even though I could we see my school from my front step. 15 miles. In the snow. I, I could see our school from my front step, though. So Literally. It was, it was not that big <laughs> yeah. of a walk. Uh, my second worst thing I've seen, watched, or heard this uh, this year was Gunpowder. Great. Kit Harrington, Liv Tyler. HBO. HBO. Uh, BBC. Uh, here are my impressions of that. <sighs> Schlock of a TV first show. Uh, the opening scene is basically stolen from Inglorious Bastards opening scene. Have you ever watched Inglorious Bastards? I did, I did. Inglorious Bastards, one of the best openings, first of all, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Second of all, one of the best opening scenes, if not the best opening scene I've ever seen to a film. Um, Tarantino tells it perfectly through the subtitles that even sometimes match what they're saying. We and we, hilarious. Um, but to find the, the, the Jewish women under the floorboards and one gets away, da-da-da, and then to shoot them all and kill them all, Gunpowder literally opens up the same way. I did not expect gunpowder to be what it is. When you hear gunpowder, you think Western. Yeah, okay. It is not. It is a 1600s piece where the Spanish are um, basically the Protestant Spanish are killing Catholics. That's basically what this is. It's very religious. And I don't like things that go into the religious realm, um, first and foremost. So I'm a little biased already. Not not even biased. I'm a little turned off at that point, just by that plot point. But. there are a bunch of Catholics, I think it's Italians or English, I can't remember, I think English, um, that are housing priests, and guess who shows up at the door? Spanish, and guess where they do? They hide them in the walls, yeah. and guess what happens? They, they knock on them. all the walls, and they eventually find one. So, so the beginning of the st- first episode is already there. It's stolen. It's stolen. Okay. So I did not like that at all. Uh, it was a complete retrend, even though it was tension-filled, super tension-filled. You sa- I said to myself on multiple times, because there were multiple people hiding in multiple spots. How much are they going to find? Because okay. no one's yeah. going to get found. So that was good. I won't give away exactly what happens there. Um, I don't care for shows about religion because sometimes they tend to lay it on too thick. There's no difference here. Okay. Definitely laid it on thick. Uh, the show was not afraid to get violent, so I give it props for that. It is HBO. The crucifixion scenes, or not crucifixion. There isn't a crucifixion scene. But in the scenes where uh, they're uh, persecuting the Catholics... They're I'm sure definitely they're effed up, yeah. um, and they definitely show you some stuff. Um, but it's, this is only—it's only like a four or a six episode. Four episodes, yeah, I think. It's real short. Um, it's already over. They did it night yeah. after night, so it's done. Uh, it was—it was not what I was expecting at all from a tone uh, perspective, and it was just simply boring as hell. Simple yeah. as that. It's a shame after that opening know, scene, just cause, boring. Because we like Kit Harrington, I'm still going to to watch the show just because I'm, yeah. I'm interested but it sucks to hear yeah go into it knowing the opening scene's great the f- scene after that with the, the persecutions are pretty good 
And then after that, again, it's just, yeah, it just, I just Hopefully I enjoy it a little bit more than you did. Uh, Deathstroke is going to be out of Arrow for the time being. Yeah, I kind of read that. Because that was like the main reason why he left after Season 2 was there was rumors that he was going to be in if it was Suicide Squad or if he was getting his own solo movie. It sucks because Manu Bennett is awesome as Deathstroke on Arrow. So hopefully Joe Manganiello could do good in the movies. But I'm, I'm definitely sad to see that Manu Bennett won't be back for a while. When you sent me that story, unfortunately, the end of Justice League got spoiled for me. So I'll, I'll leave that there. Yeah, well, that's that's already I, been everywhere. I, I, not to me. I didn't well, know. It's probably one of the better scenes, too. So I didn't know. I don't know what happens in the scene. Mm-hmm. I just know that that scene got spoiled for That's, me, so I'm pissed. You're fine. On to the video game space. And I put this story first because I know you care about it, Sam. Uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z open beta is coming January 14th. So in just a couple weeks from now, you're going to be able to play it for free for a couple days before it comes out on January 26th. Um, they just announced Goku Black or Black Goku, whatever it is. Uh, as another playable character, but this this game looks absolutely excellent. Yeah, I, I love the fact that they're, they're even if it's only for a few days or the weekend or whatever. That's awesome. They you know they're giving it to you for free, just a, a little taste of the action. That's Ra- awesome. Ryan, are you still playing Pokemon Go? I am not playing Pokemon Go. I I, I haven't. I probably in like three months. I I. You're probably three months. Greg's probably about a month, and I'm probably I didn't play in a week. I'm probably about four hours since I went oh, to got, Wawa this morning. Oh, you dabbled. I told you I was going to go back when they released Gen Three. Mm-hmm. Was that before or after farting around? I was, it was definitely after. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a couple hours of just, farting, a couple hours of Wawa, a couple to, hours of trying to more farting. Day. Yeah, okay. three thirty around the house. Wake, wake up, came down, watched a little wrestling special, a little table for three, Finn Balor and the Hardys, um, <laughs> then a little bit of uh, a little bit of. Breath of the Wild, a little bit of farting around at Wawa, a little bit of Pokemon Go, a little bit more of Zelda, and then we started doing the podcast. Um, I said I'd come back when Gen 3 comes out. Gen 3 is out. I'm happy. They didn't really pop up that much in the beginning, but now it's very heavy with the weather effects now. Yeah. I love the weather effects. That? It's really cool. Considering it's raining out, so you get if like, water If it's Pokemon. raining, it uh, rains in the app, the and you get Pokemon stuff a fire Pokemon. How, how, how receptive is it to the current like weather of your area? Like, I just, perfect. I literally just... It has it. never been wrong. What about snow? Never been wrong because oh, yes. okay, it right. came out the day it snowed. It right. dropped the day it snowed. So what about I, during a volcanic eruption? You get, I, do you I, get I, far? I literally said that as you were. If you listen back to episode, you'll hear me say when if, the volcano. If, nice. Erupts. If so, yeah, if okay, Sam, nice. um, if, if we know Ryan doesn't listen to the podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, and when it's windy, so basically here it is when. There's a Pokemon when in the weather right now. It's windy out. So when there's wind, you'll see blue around the Pokemon. So you Sky can blue. Uh, uh, sky, summer sky blue, uh, nice. and then yeah. So there's Puchaina. Mm. So blah blah blah. So anyway, so windy. Um, do you get flying Pokemon? Is that is that uh, a thing? Here, I'll show you. Yeah, there's, there's probably a Pidgey. When you click on the weather, it's foggy. I'm sorry, not windy. So it tells you the types: dark uh, and dark ghost. ghost. Okay. Yeah. So That's it tells you cool. with the weather right. what it's types pop up more. Uh, and so there is a new thing coming out for Pokemon Go, even on top of Gen 3, even on top of the weather effects. Two more updates we have, gentlemen. Pokemon Go has now done for iOS only, so not for Android, AR+. What AR+, Plus is, you know there's AR mode where you can switch yep. it on and the background of wherever you are is in there. AR Plus is now going to put them more in the real world. If you're far away from them, it shows them as far away. You can get closer to them and move your phone to scale their entire uh, bodies. Okay. So they're now in scale. And also, if you walk to them too fast, they flee. So why, uh, okay. why is this okay. on iOS? Just due to technology? Due to technology yeah, they, in the phones. The AR is just better in... Okay, that, that's that's okay. That's kind of cool. Be, it can be kind of cool. However, be a pain in the ass. I don't want to go around Horsham Road and see people sneaking yeah, I know. in a dog park I, I or something. I don't want to be freaking army crawling on the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, 
this definitely, I mean, I can only imagine if you're driving and a Pokemon just literally <laughs> slams you in the face. Right. Well, like your windshield. You're like, right. oh. Pidgey, there's just a pigeon <laughs> that splats against your phone screen. Uh, hopefully that you're not playing while you're driving, and if you are, hopefully you're definitely not using AR because you got to move. Always your phone wear a seatbelt. <laughs> you could be a passenger. Mode. You could be a passenger. This is true. Yeah. This is very very true. Um, I I enjoy it. I don't use AR because it just kills yeah, your battery. Yeah, and I'm good. When with, I played, I turned it off too. Yeah, I'm good it without. Makes AR. it actually too hard, not in a fun way. I feel like I completely too agree much with work. That, actually, yeah. that. Uh, here's the actual press release from the uh, from Niantic Trainers. Get ready for even more realistic Pokemon encounters. AR Plus is coming to Pokemon Go, a.k.a. it's out now. Uh, soon trainers around the world running iOS 11 on iPhone 6S and newer models can experience AR Plus in Pokemon Go. With AR Plus, Pokemon are now fixed to a point in space, meaning you can walk up close to a Pokemon to see how they'll look in the real world. Imagine looking up at a massive onyx or walking around with a gigantic Snorlax blocking your path. This feature brings us one step closer to truly realizing Pokemon the way they were supposed to be represented in the real world. Uh, there is... Oh, I didn't take... Damn it. I didn't take the pictures. Um, there are some pictures of like a Charizard up close and stuff. I didn't screenshot that. Pokemon will run away if they become aware of the trainer getting close, so be careful. You can sneak up to earn expert handler bonuses for extra XP when you catch a Pokemon, but think twice before running up to that Charizard. You'll need to be extra cautious so you don't scare it away. An awareness meter meter will appear next to the Pokemon. If it fills up, they will flee. So it does give you some dive, dodge. Dip, dive, duck, dive, and dodge. See, what will be interesting is if you can enter, like, an AR plus mode where you do not... You're not, like, clicking on the Pokemon and then going into that that, that mode. You're just kind of looking around. And then you're like, oh, there's an Onyx over by this Wawa. And you kind of do... That'd be cool. And now I see... I know why they're not doing that. They don't want to get sued. People walking in the streets or... Yeah, that's all we need is more accidents that are going to occur. But honestly, if, you know... They can get some, some folks to write some very nice legal yeah. heat, they got jargon. Money. Yeah, I think they'd be okay. Trainers, the holiday season is here, and we have a celebration that will inspire you to go out and explore your neighborhoods with families and friends. Starting today, this was a couple days ago, uh, a familiar festive Pikachu is back and bringing frosty friends for the fun. In addition to ice-type Pokemon, there will be more ice-type Pokemon appearing in the world with additional water and ice originally discovered in Hoenn, Ruby and Sapphire, so Generation 3. And Pokemon Go. Special bonus, the first Pokestop you visit each day will award you with an egg incubator. Oh, that, that's that's pretty neat. So and it's true. I did it twice. Money in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Two days now. I've done it. I've gotten two. It's only a one single-use incubator, but it's still better yeah. than nothing. Dude, shit. It's really, so really cool. Put, pay money. Why not? Exactly. Smart. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, yeah. So that's it. That, so that's it. We got more ice. We got that's more water. That, and nice little incubators. add-on. And it works. Because like, I got a bunch of snow runs this morning yeah. and it wasn't snowing. Um, <laughs> some seals. Sveals. Sveal. Get that dugong. I have. No, I have dugong. Oh, seal, seal. They have like the seal and then they have like sveal in like Gen oh. 3. It's weird. It's just oh. like the fat round seal. And it goes into a bigger fat round seal. Oh, I don't recall this. <laughs> just, I feel like I'm usually pretty good at remembering yeah, it. All right, fine. I'll just go Greg's to my Pokemon. Greg's actually po- just I'll making this up and I'll go to my decks, bro. <laughs> He's from Holland. Isn't that weird? I'm going to my decks. Sveal. Sveal. Hold on. Okay. You know Sveal. balloon Pokemon. Yeah, and then it goes into the big one with the big mustache. The mustache. Oh, man. So there's your Pokemon Go updates, if you still care. Yeah. And if you still play it. The next Legend of Zelda game has already begun development reportedly. Um, wow, I mean, which is to me, insane. That, well, to me, that's 
I wouldn't consider it news. I mean, after the success and the sales of but already Breath of the Wild, Breath of Wild less than I don't year know, old. man. Like when PS4 came out, they're already working on PS5 and plans for six. So I mean, to me, I'm not surprised that they're already working on it. So yep. Why not? Al Numasan, who is the creator of of uh, the Legend of Zelda, has stated now that the Breath of the Wild will no longer get any more DLC or updates. But we've you, gotten two. Packs. I was going to say you have a shit ton of gameplay, so I this I, is true. I think you guys can you'll, you'll you'll be okay. In the week since I restarted and deleted my progress, I'm already about double as far yeah, as I, I was. I figured you would. I, be. I just I have, you have a new re, you know vigor. Yeah, yeah, you're playing the game crazy. I am. It's so much more fun than it ever was. It's so much more fun now. I'm than glad to hear because at first you were just like kind of yeah. uh. It's, now you're you're back. It's made its way into my top three games of the year yeah. it's so it's it's there uh, it's ign's game of the year it's GameSpot's game of the yeah. year it was the game awards game of the year and yeah. it just it's it's reinvigorated me to get back into the franchise uh, a new arms update 5.0 is out now with another free character dr coil so if you play arms another free character is out right now however there are no more major updates planned for arms but they gave you a shit ton of free content so that's cool yeah, you gotta take what you can get it's a game that you i believe you didn't you never bought no yeah, i so. downloaded the free demo um, the global test punch, but I never uh, spent the sixty. Never spent the sixty. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't have any friends. Pac-Man <laughs> Championship Championship Edition Two is coming to Switch. I like Pac-Man Championship. Edition. It's not normal Pac-Man. It's multiplayer Pac-Man, unlike a where Ryan's a ghost, you're Pac-Man, and, and I'm a ghost, okay. and you have to try that, and get see, us. That, that's pretty it's, neat. That's it's pretty neat. It's sweet. It's 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 different from the classic mm-hmm. where we're used to. And you can take off Joy-Con. I have four Joy-Cons, so we can be three ghosts or whatever. Ash can come down and play, and you could be Pac-Man, yeah. and we can go with our little Joy-Con across That's the board on cool. TV. It is neat. <coughs> so. it, could a, it could be a fun drinking game. Oh, my goodness. Could turn that into Good call out, dude. Right? Fist bump. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders is releasing on Switch on February 9th, 2018. This is just Minecraft with Dragon Quest. Moving on. Rocket League has passed 38 million players the three of us included i know that. that's that's i i haven't played in a while i definitely want to get back i was just talking to alex about it the other day it's it's so fun i mean I, I don't really care for the one where like the, the floor disappears and did you play that mode yet Drop no, ball, I, I think I it's my least favorite. I, I've, I've actually played it. I feel like within the past three ish months, but we, I don't. You I and I played it. That mode. You yeah. and I played it like a month ago. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't play that mode though. Yeah, we played on yeah, Xbox. That, that's my least favorite mode. I mean, it, it's cool that it's different, but I, I'd like I like a classic. Yeah, Ryan you know? and I were trying to play Madden uh, like a month or so ago. Greg still hasn't called EA. I have not called EA to unlock my account. We don't so need, we, we, no, we don't need any more context. Greg just refused to call EA. <laughs> so I can't play Madden online. Yeah. I can't play Madden online, but I will. How many, still, months, how many months, Greg? It came out in what, March? I know, March. September? Yeah. August? Yeah, so, so we're, we're a quarter, four months. A quarter of a year. Yeah. Give it yeah. another month or two. I have call. not played it online yet, but still. Five minute call. But it's fine. <laughs> but still. Uh, so we couldn't play, so I said, well, we're online. We might as well just play something. some Rocket yeah. League. So we played, and we got our ass handed to us, like four games, five games, whatever we played. We were winning one of them, and then I, I'm i not good. So yeah, you took a shit. It, it didn't right, work out. Um, Greg's very good at scoring on his own net. I'm super good at that. I'm a decent yeah. goalie in the game. I'm just, I'm not, I can't, I don't get it. Like, I'm not just good at it. I did not buy it on Nintendo Switch when it came out on Switch. It's on sale right now for 15 bones, too, on Switch. I just didn't get it. Um, but you have it on two systems already. But the, I have it on three? two, and and so but the Switch version is cross-play with Xbox One and PC. We can all play it together. Yeah, so you can awesome. play it on yeah. Xbox. I'm on my Switch on my couch. And, You're playing play that, and you can play it on your no. Oh, it's it's only PC. Oh, PC? PlayStation's okay. out. Remember? I was gonna say yeah, PlayStation's yeah. out. Oh, I got, they said a, they I got it for my computer. So there you go. We can technically all play it on three different consoles together. That's freaking neat. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really neat. So good for you. 38 million players. Cuphead 
has passed 2 million sales and is unanimously Xbox's game of the year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected it to be as big of a hit as it was. I, I kind of did. Just, just from, like, I don't know, just like the animation of it. Like, I don't know. I didn't expect that's, it. That's the selling point. I, I, I guess, yeah. I didn't see the that's, flip side of it. Oh, could have told you forever ago this was going to be the best game But then game again, this year. I don't have a Switch, so I, I can't, like... Xbox. Or an Xbox, but I... You don't have either I, one? I, no one <laughs> yeah. I don't have either, so <laughs> I won't be able to play it anyway. Cuphead is the hardest game I've played... Uh, and you're still playing it? I'm still playing it. I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I could. I don't dedicate enough time to beating it. I play it, and if I die ten times, I'm kind of out. Um, it's one of the hardest games I've played since like the NES Battletoads and Contra and Damn. Super Nintendo stuff, uh, Castlevania. But it's just it's phenomenal. It's just a phenomenal game. Um, I found out that there is no online multiplayer because if there's any lag, you will die because it's that hard of yeah. a game. So it's only local multiplayer, and I don't have a second controller, which is why I haven't put you through hell yet. Uh, trying, <laughs> trying to play it with me. The Witcher 3 is getting an Xbox One X and PS4 Pro patch to upgrade the visuals, and that game's sick. So I hope you dive in. I mean, like, again, I've never played The Witcher games, but I'm still going to watch that damn Netflix series when that drops. You it's got that for so sure. so good. Catherine, Full Body, which is a game that came out years and years ago, Catherine, about a guy who has a girlfriend named Catherine. She's, he's cheating on her with another girl named Catherine, and the original Catherine gets pissed, turns into like a devil, won't give any more away. It's pretty sick. Uh, has been announced it's an upgraded remastered edition for PS4 and the Vita, and it will feature a third girl now, so it's a love rhombus uh, named Rin. Well, three-way action. There you go. Well, four-way. I mean, you can get it for the PS4, but you know you don't have a Vita, so you can't get it. Uh-huh. No problem. That's right. I can't get it for the Vita. Sam won't sell me his Vita. Nope. Real cheap. Some, some people say four-ways can be fatal. I could have said it better. There's a wrestling joke, Greg. Usually you're good with this. I I got it. (laughs) Believe me when I say I got it. I was trying to work the rumble in there. Psychonauts 2 has been delayed to past 2018. Okay. I mean, that's uh, that's, just for you guys out there. Friday the 13th, the game is getting offline bots, so that way you don't always have to play this game online. That's just a nice little cool little news story for everybody that still plays that game. I mean, one thing I always like about this game, like it's, it always makes fun on Facebook where they show you like the the motion capture suits of all like the kills mm-hmm. that he has. Like I, I just like thought it was neat just how like they go behind the scenes, like all that green screen and stuff. It's cool. Portal has made its comeback with Bridge Constructor Portal. Uh, here is the review. I can wholeheartedly say, uh, recommend Bridge Constructor Portal as a rich, challenging puzzler with pl- plenty of brain twisters in, st- uh, in store across its 60 levels. The pacing and uh, methodical iteration encourages meant it only ever attacks my mind, not my nerves. As a Portal fan's nostalgia piece, it is really not much better than a kitschy amusement park gift shop recreation of the world many of us know and love, but little nods serve well enough to enhance an already enjoyable puzzle game. 8.0 out of 10 great so uh if you're a fan of portal at all and puzzle games polybridge anything like that please go ahead and take a look at bridge constructor portal be on the lookout sam for some crazy psn deals some crazy xbox live deals and some crazy nintendo eShop holiday sales that are out right now i don't have all of them right in front of me but just go to whatever you want this is the time of year to buy games they're all on yeah. sale now, did you ever hear of like the program Origin for like the PC yeah. where the games? Yeah, Origin. Yeah, I know they have a, a deal going on because Alex was telling about it. Um, you I think it's it was thirty dollars you pay for the year, and you get like a bunch of free games throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically you get um, you get to play things. It was four like days Battlefront Two, and, and you know, you get... there was a lot of big games. So it's not like you play the crappy games. There were some big games on there, and he's yeah. like, "Dude, dude, once I saw this deal, he goes, I had to get it.' So yeah. thirty bucks for a year, it seems worth it to me. Xbox Game Pass does something similar, ten bucks a month. You get all yep. the old Xbox titles, Halo Five, Gears of War Four just got put on there. So it's definitely a good deal for those kinds of streaming services. Yeah. EA Origins. If EA wasn't the devil, I'd probably jump in. I I've actually heard 
uh, some bad things about EA Origin. I yeah. know, like if like you get like reported, for example, and you had your account suspended or banned, they would actually take your games away and not refund you. And it's like, oh, I, piss. I find like that's insane. That's why yeah. EA is the devil. Yeah, yeah, right? that's that's some bullshit. I can't really. Uh, it's beyond sports video games. Like a yeah. an EA game that I'm like, you know what? This is legitimately a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being a little hard pressed, and I understand. Peggle. Peggle. I know they have a lot of um, different other studios they purchased, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that I'm probably forgetting something that they've had before they killed it. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah, I think of EA games that I have right now, and I can't. Think well, that, that's of the thing—they buy so say? many different like studios and then just kill them mm-hmm. and pretty much eat them. <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> like Sonic, and eat you and delete <laughs> you. Uh, Sonic Forces has added Super Sonic, the yellow version of Sonic, to the game. If you still want to play that game uh, for free. <laughs> Until late January, and if you don't get it by late January, it'll cost you $2. Yeah, so if you got the game, go get it for free so you don't spend $2. Sam, these are right up your alley. Into the comic book world, Luke Cage's comic book series has been canceled. Yeah, it, it, it sucks because, like, um, I forget the, the Arthur was the creator of the artist name who was doing the series. He kind of said, like, it sucks because, like, you know, there's a lot of fans watching the show. Obviously, Netflix renewed for a second season, he said, but it's just, it's not all coming back to comics. Just the sales aren't there. And for all Marvel sales, like, Mar- Marvel's down. DC is actually beating Marvel in comic sales. So, it just sucks that, you know, not that many comic readers as there once was. Well, maybe you can just read them online. Well, there is, a, exactly. Like, that's where you kind of was saying, like, but a lot of people still, like myself, like, you, you know, when you're, like, you're buying a book. You buy a book, you, you like you, you have that smell, you know what I mean? Rather than you're holding the screen, you're tapping the screen to turn the page. I don't know. It sucks though. Turn the page. You're a dying breed, Sam. Wash your hands. Yeah, for yeah. real. I mean, you, I mean, you. What you do is you pack them, then you ship them. You pack them, <laughs> then you ship them. What happens after you pack them? You, you ship, ship them. them. <laughs> Thanos' co-creator Jim Starlin is leaving Marvel Comics over creative control of the character, and Marvel has quoted that they're not interested in, uh, in him working on any of the tie-in series to the movies. And that was basically uh, through a rant of his on social media. Yeah, that basically he was saying that um, the storyline that they're doing Thanos now, that they basically bit off one of his older stories with Thanos, and they just kind of bit off from him and just not liking where they're going with the character. But it, it sucks that one of the creators of Thanos is just doesn't want no part of Marvel no more. Action Comics number 1000 has been pushed back a month from its originally announced March 18th debut. The milestone issue is now set to debut on April 18th, which will coincide with Superman's 80th anniversary to the day in which Superman debuted in Action Comics number 1 back on April 18th. 1938. That, that's actually kind of cool that they pushed it back to make it like it's it's 80th it's, birthday. It worked too well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's too obvious yeah, to, to me, do. You, yeah, you, you, had, to do you had to do it. 80 years old of a character that's still beloved by freaking millions of people. 40 years. That's almost 80 years. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, issue 1,000. So that, that's impressive. I had the music section in here and then forgot to look at the new releases. So moving on to the tech world. We have two stories in the tech world, then a wrestling story, and our pick of the week. Uh, tech world. Apple now requires games with loot boxes in them to disclose the odds of attaining those in-game goods. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. You did something good. Something I positive hate loot for us. <laughs> loot boxes suck, yeah. man. Especially ones you got to pay for. Battlefield 2. Overwatch, yeah, stuff like that. Now, you get them all for free during the game, but you can pay to get them. And for folks that have that disposable income, to just pay to get yeah. better at the game, not my cup of tea, my friend. Not. Yeah, like you said, not, not everyone has all, all this if, money to get this stuff. If I had to pick one thing that would ever ruin gaming, this it would it. be exactly pay to win. It actually, <laughs> yeah. it actually ruins every single video game. No, the man. 
Like, literally, if you put a pay-to-win concept in there, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. It's in every sports game. It's in every shooter. It's in yeah, every I, any I, kind of multiplayer game. It's I, like, hey, you could play for 100 hours or just give it $100. I'd have to agree with you. Microtransactions have ruined games. Think about it. Now, obviously, we've gotten older, right, since we've began our gaming ventures. But Halo 2, one of the greatest video games of all time, one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time, didn't have microtransactions. No. They had DLC. They did have DLC. They had DLC, but that's they not microtransactions. They released map packs over a couple of years. However, it was like... That's not a pay-to-win give strategy. Give us $8, and then six months, we'll release another 17 maps. And, right. Because yeah. that's not a pay-to-win. Yeah. You didn't pay to get the rocket launcher. Yeah. You know, 99 cents to get the rocket launcher. You found it. You earned your way. You just bought maps. It's insane to me that someone could be stronger in a video game simply because you decided to put $4.72 in. It's insane. I I don't care if it's $4.72 or $472. It's You should have. When you buy the game, you get the game. And that is my philosophy. And that has changed since we evolved. I mean, you know, you think about um, Gears of War did it. I think with three or four or judgment where you could buy crates and uh, with with weapons in them and pre-order and you'll get this and that. It's all just trash. You know, what happened to you buy the game, you get the game, you get good, or you get got. <laughs> I honestly... It's as simple as that. I think a lot of people when they're playing online, they have their credit cards connected to the things. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm sure there's so many children that are just like, buy, buy, buy. <laughs> of course. And they get a certain threshold and it's like, why did you spend $120 on Xbox Live this month? Yep. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yep. out there. It's out there. I'm sure that happens one million times. Apple confirms that it does slow down old versions of their iPhones when a new one comes out to, quote, improve the battery life, unquote, of older phones. So basically it just slows down the old phone to meet the battery so the processor doesn't burn out the old phone. Dog shit. No, I mean, that's... that's it, it's something that I'm pretty sure everyone suspected. Like, oh, conveniently, that the new phone comes out. Now our phone just slow as shit. It sucks. Like, that's some fucking bullshit right there. Like, God knows, we, like, my, when I got my phone, it was freaking $750, 800 bucks. however. Like, that's some shit right there. I mean, I hope they get sued for goddamn millions, because that's that pissed me off. You could just replace your battery for $80 through Apple, and it'll all take of care of itself. <laughs> but but, but And you could only buy that through Apple, three installments of $80 <laughs> each. <laughs> with tax. I mean, crap, and you have to make an appointment. If anything, all, all, like, <laughs> Apple users, like, us, like, we should get, like, a little kickback or something. Like, you know, I'm on app, my third or fourth Apple phone. Like, goddamn it. You know what I mean? Even like, Subaru hooked me up when I went and bought my fourth, third one because they said, oh, you've bought from us before. <laughs> so, Here you go. Honestly, like, I, I feel it's like almost we, like you guys shouldn't have get apples anymore. Weird. No, Weird but is, I still feel like we still should be kicked like a little shekel. Well, the, X, the S6 apparently doesn't have a removable battery anymore, so Samsung has taken the same route. It's just not slowing down its S4 and S5 because it has a removable battery. Apple, you bastard. I still have my S4 in case this thing ever does go, so I still... No, okay. oh, actually, I want a different carrier now, so actually that, that pretty much bricks that. that. That does that for me right Galaxy there. Galaxy forever. Galaxy, listen, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. Here's Apple's statement. I have Apple's full statement, ready to read, even though I have to go to the bathroom very badly. Our goal is to deliver the best experience for customers, which includes overall performance and prolonging the life of their devices. Lithium-ion batteries become less capable of supplying peak current demands when in cold conditions, have a low battery charge, or as they age over time, which can result in the device unexpectedly shutting down to protect its electronic components. Last year, we released a feature for iPhone 6, 6S, and iPhone SE to smooth out the instantaneous peaks where only... I'm sorry, only when needed to prevent the device from unexpectedly shutting down during those conditions. We've now extended that to the iPhone 7 with iOS 11.2 and plan to support it for other products in the future. I've seen it where I go to hockey 
My phone's fully charged. I come out two hours later in the middle of December, and it's dead when I get in my car because it's been sitting in the cold. So I've seen it. It's still garbage. Yeah, it's bullshit. We all can use a lot of adjectives and make it sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. However, <laughs> Apple just put a bunch in there, and it's like, you know what? It sounds good. 90% of our viewers will be like, oh, they have a – they said it's but, a thing. It's fine. Y- you got caught. Now pay to Piper. Magic Leap. The company has announced AR goggles. Um AR is augmented reality, yeah. much like we've talked about with Pokemon Go. It just puts things in not in the real world, in the real world. For example, I put these goggles on, I look at my table, and there's an entire city on my table yeah. that I can construct. Pretty neat. It's not VR, but still pretty neat. Yeah, it, it's different. Something that I, I don't know where I stand on it yet, but interesting. Depends on how much... Like VR, you're in, yeah, you're you're in clothes, yeah. you're bump a table, you'll get some shin splints from walking or... But stub your You'll toe on the over. table. I've seen some videos. Yeah, but AR, it's you're in the world. You just add to the world, which is pretty cool. Uh, in the wrestling world, the WWE has announced the first ever women's Royal Rumble match, which I will be attending in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the end, at the end of January. I'm not surprised. I mean, hey, it's good to hear because there's a lot of net now. There is like a lot of big name female wrestlers, so that's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, <laughs> look, I've no, I actually have no issue with female wrestlers. I think it's just the, and I think we were actually talking about this off the air. Yep. I think how what the drive for female wrestling is not necessarily power or strength. Sometimes they try to push it. It's not what sells. It's obviously the speed and athleticism. Ava and I don't Reef. really think that's what the Rumble's about. The Rumble's about like brute force and. Athleticism comes in, but it's sprinkled in. It's not the highlight. Which is where I'm predicting Ronda Rousey makes her WWE debut. You think? Ah, good point. No, well, there's been rumors that she's already training. She's training with Natalia, so it's coming. And now, if you do the Rumble, that's three months away from Mania. She makes a surprise appearance at the Rumble, then goes off TV for a while, maybe comes back once a month for like, a shock, a bit, yeah. and then makes her big in-ring Smart. debut at WrestleMania. Maybe she should be her manager. Think about that. She's a, she's a beautiful woman, yeah. so I'm yeah. totally down for that. She's a badass. And she could crush me with one hand. <coughs> easily. Eas- easily. It will be no match. Yeah. I have no match for, the Ron- for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> you have no shot. Which one of y'all kick me? <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan and I were talking about that yesterday, which is why I looked at Ryan... And even though his delay, his response was a little delayed, I knew he had it in him. Uh, he asked me. He said, "No, no, really." He said yesterday, "What do you? How do you feel about yeah. it? Do you do you think it's going to be good?" And do I think it's going to be good? Probably not from a wrestling standpoint. They've gotten so much better in the ring. Charlotte is, works miracles in the ring. Alexa Bliss has talent. Natalia's fantastic. Uh, but you're going to probably see some folks from NXT get called up. The surprise entrance. You might see Lita, Trish Stratus, maybe like that come back. You never know. Um, I would love to see Trish Stratus back. I would love Ava Marie. You know, it's my girl. She's definitely not coming back. You're going to have to let go of, of the I know, Ava Jack thing. never let go, did he? Oh, wait, no. He yeah, no, Jack definitely died. let go, and, and he died. fell to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. So over under two botched eliminations. That's a little That's a little aggressive. Okay, hold on, hold on. Over. You really think it's me over? Even if there's, an, I think there's only going to be 20, maybe 25 women, I still go over. Well, what do you, by botched elimination, do you mean Elimination by accident, or do you mean botch elimination as in it was supposed to look better? Than it was, it yes, that's how I'm thinking botch. Like they go to throw them over the top rope and they get stuck. Yeah, because well, you know through. it's happened in the past where people have been eliminated and they find a way to put them back in and it's all fun and games. Yeah, they but land I feel on like, one foot. Kofi just, Kingston does it every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, it's in the rule book right here. It says <laughs> yeah, yeah, revised over the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over the top rope, two feet on the ground, parallel to each other. It's the third time I've used that word parallel. Uh, to each other on the podcast. Sam, at a time for our pick of the week, what did you get into this week that you want to give out to the masses? Yeah, so I started a, a new Netflix show. My buddy Alex got me into it. He said, dude, you got to check out this show. 
It's called Disjointed. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's mm-hmm. um, Kathy Bates helped create um, Chuck Lorre. Obviously, did Big Bang Theory, Little Sheldon, all that stuff. So Netflix ordered it. The first twenty episodes of, of the show, the first ten were released in August. I think the next ten are coming out. I think in January or February. But it's about you know Kathy Bates. She owns her own um, dispensary, her own marijuana dispensary in Los Angeles, and like she's trying to run it with her son. And she's all sorts of crazy. It was actually a pretty funny little sitcom. Something I really haven't watched a sitcom recently. Actually. Probably in a few years, but were you a weeds guy? No, I I only seen I think one episode of weeds. <sighs> you owe it to yourself. It's a great show. It just you it's know when there's seven eight seasons, you got to watch it. It's, it's, it's oh, they're, they're only so, half hour episodes, yeah, but it's it's, really it's, it's, fly by. it's still daunting. You've watched all of weeds, haven't it's you? It's daunting. Little boxes made a ticky tack, <laughs> but it, it it's daunting to say the <laughs> on least. On the hillside, on the hillside, and like another thing about the show, it's like after like it's it's halfway done, they have like their own commercial where it's the characters of the show. It's absolutely hysterical. Like it's not like you know, it's like. I'm gonna it, give this one a shot. It's it's again it's it's 25 minutes something like that each episode. It's only 10 episodes. It's hilarious. Definitely check it out. I talked about it a couple minutes ago. My pick of the week, even though it's been out since March, my pick of the week has to be Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild because I'm getting back to it. Uh, I I never was so disappointed by in a game as I was about two months into that because I was just so I went the I I, I went, think you were overwhelmed. I should have made a left at Albuquerque. Uh, I zigged instead of zagged, and I totally was overwhelmed because I was in a place where I shouldn't have been. I was getting killed left, right, and center, and I didn't understand the mechanics enough to get myself out of that situation. I was determined to win, and I wasn't going to, and I was leading down a bad path. I just stopped playing around May or June, um, picked it back up a week or two ago. Like I said, I already have more shrines than I did my first go-around in only a week or two. I already have – I'm already farther along in the story. Um, I've started collecting my memories, which I never even got to the first time around. So this is a game that has completely enthralled me. I still – I play that and Kid Trip like and Super Mario Odyssey. Like That's what I'm yeah. playing right now. Um, I'm up to 772 <coughs> moons in there. Super Mario Odyssey. You're getting there. Uh, they are becoming harder and harder to find as I've – because there's only 150 left, yeah. or 125 left. I figured they wouldn't be easy. In the entire game. So I'm, And it's crazy, because the amount of moons I have left is still more than the amount of stars that were originally available in Super Mario 64. Damn. So that's this is crazy. But anyway, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Listen, it's got like 100% attach rate on Nintendo Switch. Everyone's gotten it. Uh, the Wii U version is out there. The Switch version is out there. It's got two pieces of DLC. It's the perfect time to jump in. Go ahead and play that. Ryan, I'm putting you on the spot. Anything this past week that you watched or saw or played for the first time that you want to tell people that is your pick of the week? Um, I I feel like I haven't played anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of watching, did you watch any new movies or anything like yeah, that? Uh, Didn't you say you watched Creep Two? I did watch Creep Two. Thank you, thank you for for putting that on there. Yeah. Mark Duplass is in it. Fantastic actor. Uh, yeah, Creep from the one, League. Creep One is um unsettling. It's good, it's, good, it's unsettling is a good word. Uh, it's exactly what the title insinuates. It's creepy. Um, it's definitely not like a true gut wrenching horror where you're, you know, serving bloody murder, but you're just kind of creeped out. It really builds on the tension. It um, the ending scene gets me. The end. The, the, Greg just doesn't like axes. The Wolfman. <laughs> um, Creep Two actually is uh, pretty good. It's not like a traditional sequel. Okay. Um, it it holds up. I, I guess I'll leave it at that. It holds Still up. starring Mark Duplass. Still starring the Mark Duplass. It has a very nice ending. I like that. Okay. Um, which I think is key because a lot of horrors generally have terrible mo- like endings or just you know the good guy wins. Um, it's got a nice little twist, like Pepsi twist. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
All right. Well, uh, we were originally going to have the Nigel Bach episode coming on uh, kind of after this, but we were at two hours and five minutes, and I expect that episode to be in between a half hour and 40 minutes. So what we'll do is we'll just break it off as a bonus episode. Um, Sorry. Sorry that you an hour ago thought this was going to happen at the end and we said we were going to time code it. I apologize, but you'll see up there in our uploads, you'll see it as a bonus anyway, when you go to download yep. this one. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, Ryan and I are going to handle that interview. Sam, you're more than welcome to stay. Obviously, um, it's happening in 23 minutes. So we'll go ahead and have that episode, uh, that, uh, bonus episode with director Nigel Bach of the bad Ben trilogy on Amazon prime. Uh, and then we will, uh, bring that to you today. We'll bring this episode to you today. So Saturday the 23rd. So you have two episodes, a little Christmas present from us. Two episodes. Then the 26th, again, another reminder, Joe Rio, lead singer of Hidden in Plain View on December 26th. So on Tuesday, four episodes in, in three days, uh, in four days. Um, We'll come to you. We'll be we'll be live with him at the Sterling Pig and Media PA. We'll bring you that bonus episode then. Then we'll have another episode next Saturday on the 30th. Then we'll have another episode on the 1st, which is our Jonathan Sheck from that Thing You Do interview. Uh, and then we'll have a normal episode the 7th or 8th, I believe. Yeah. I think it's the 6th, actually. So we'll have – we're back to our normal Saturday schedule, but we're not going away from the holidays. So thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 70 of We Podcast and Other Things. I can't believe we've made it this long. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been it's been a journey as it's, they say it's been a journey so thank you to the 3,000 folks out there that have now we're up to 3,200 so thank you to everybody who's listening to this podcast we really appreciate it Ryan thank you for coming on looking forward to doing the Nigel episode you can listen to that right now when you're listening to this one you'll see it as a bonus episode in our bo- uh, episode rundown thank you for listening to episode 70 thank you to Sean for coming on thank you to Ryan for coming on and thank you in advance for Nigel so we'll talk to you next week for episode 71 Merry Christmas everybody And a Happy New Year.